Right, are you ready? Here we go. Show 86. I'm very tired. I know, well, that's why I'm trying to get going. Oh, yeah. Veteran, 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 Excellent. Oh, I liked it. I liked it. Boots, E-Rock, and Pan the Funksters. There you go. There you go. I was like, where the hell is that going? But there you go. Age six. I like it. Uh, how is everyone tonight? Duke's here. You've heard him. Look, he's here. Can't leave home without us. Now you don't have to. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So you paid your phone bill, you know? Paid your phone I bill. paid my phone bill and they fixed it and everything's working. It's good. So can I ask, can I, in America, oh, did he just, sorry everybody for just leaving in the middle of last I week's can I just show. Ask, did he just sort of turn the phone off without even telling you that they're doing it? They just Yeah, stopped. they didn't tell me they were doing it. They just, it just died in the middle of everything. And, let me, and let then me I got a call the next day because I called the phone company that night and I was like, what happened? My phone died and now the internet's off and on. And she's like, I don't know. I'll have somebody come out to you tomorrow between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. And I was like, 12 hours. You can't be more specific than that. And she's like, sorry. So the next day, I'm sitting there waiting around all day. And at like noon, this dude calls up and goes, hey, man, you know how your phone went dead yesterday? I was like, yes. He's like, that was me. I was fixing it. It's all fixed now. I'm like, what the? Ugh. Let me ask you that. But if your phone wasn't broken in the first place, why? Well, it sort of it? was. That's the thing. Like two weeks earlier, I had put in this request on their online page. Oh, about here this we go. Buzzing noise that had been in my phone for two weeks. All your fault. Yeah, it's coming my clear now. That they suddenly just said, "Oh, kill the phone." <laughs> We've got Ginny here. Hello. Uh, uh, did you know that Pixar was founded in? Uh, 1979, but they changed their name from Graphics Group to Pixar in 1986. Maybe they were founded in 79. What were they doing for 20 years? Just, just chilling, really. Just like, <laughs> just someday, just, man, we're gonna make yeah, movies yeah. on the computer. I've been relaxing all day, so I'm gonna take a break. <laughs> That's called a fresher. It wasn't wor- it wasn't working very well with the ZX Spectrum. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I think I was making the some ASCII stuff. movies and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you seen the ASCII Star Wars? That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> some other things are. They were just doing a mud version of a game. Yeah, a mud, a mud film. Mud film. That's what they were doing. Mud film. Uh, what? Yeah. Keep it going. Man. And who are you? I'm the Mysterious daddy. The man. daddy. Stew. Stew pot. The daddy. There you go. That's me. That's me. Um, so I'm back off my holidays. Back, yeah. Back wamping. Wamping. If you noticed something a little different last week, it's because Chinny did the editing last week and this week. Yeah. There was sort of an outtake at the beginning. I liked it. I liked it. It's good. Oh, yeah. It's I good. forgot I did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll pretend that I meant that. <laughs> I'll pretend you meant it. What do you like? Uh, so, yes, like big, big thanks. Yeah, big thanks for, to Chini for stepping in and doing all that stuff. No problem, no problem. Uh, and he's doing it again this week, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Sure I forgot to record it, but I'll just send it. That's all right, I'll send you the file. I'll send you the file. Um, but yes, I've got to say thank you, thank you, Chini. There's some big shoes to fill there, man. Big shoes. Big shoes yeah. to fill. Big yeah. shoes. 
Phil. Editing's really, really difficult. Well, posting it on Thursday nights apparently pretty difficult. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, I don't know that really yeah. difficult. Well, although to be fair as well, we had lots of people whinging in the shout box as well. Yeah, imagine the, the people going to work on Friday morning and they're like, where's my podcast? To be I'd... fair though, you can say what you want because I'll just edit all this out. <laughs> <laughs> although, I have to admit, I must admit, when I, when I know a, a podcast is coming out and, you know, I will download it to listen to on the way to work that day. And if it's not there, I'm a bit like, why is it not there? So, you know, I'm oh, you know it went out Thursday night. I thought it went out Friday day. That's right. <laughs> no, Thursday night. <laughs> so I, I pay attention to things. Fairly late on it, but I must admit. how close you pay attention to our podcast yeah. stream. Yeah. We got people dependent on this, man. We have. We have. It gets them through the work. It gets them through the day. Stuff yeah. like that. All that stuff, man. Someone might have killed themselves on Friday because they had no podcast to listen to. Or somebody might have killed themselves because they did have a podcast. Oh, that's Yeah, true. really. Yeah. Oh, they're still the... doing it. What's the point? Oh, no. I can't take it anymore. Telling them to stop. What, what, they... what, what theme of the podcast? What is the theme of this podcast? What do we talk Video about? Video games. Can we fucking talk about them? <laughs> Forgotten about that. Oh, yeah. That's what we're here for. Oh, yeah. Video games. Um, yeah, so... Uh, who shall we start with tonight? I think we should talk about some competition. Oh, yeah, shall we? Yeah, new oh, yeah. competition. And the winner. So, anyway, uh, the competition uh, is done. Yeah. Dumb. What? The first competition is done. Oh, there's more? There's going to be two more, apparently. So, our benefactor with the prizes. As soon as I uh, get around to doing them. So, we should, do, we should talk about... Um, what we've done we've we've got a winner folks Yay. we've also got a runner up and some um, the best the, the most artistic the most thoughtful and the most weird uh, they'll all be also be getting like some kind of code right Stu that's right I've not decided which I've got quite a few so I might mix it up a bit mix so up. for the for the most weird uh, it might help if we get them up so we can actually like see them and talk about them folks but the most weird uh, was given to Hans V, Hansai Bonsai. Hans V. And his photo, um, I know this is an audio podcast, so it's very difficult to talk about them. But his photo, uh, let's see, which one was it? I can't remember now. It was, it which was, it? it was Chini Phelps. Uh, yes, yeah, it was yeah. very odd. Very, yeah. very odd. I've it got. was odd. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it looked like some kind of magazine, and I was, I'm Chitty Phelps, and I'm talking to an old woman or something. Mrs. Um, Molyneux, Mrs. Molyneux it is. So that was the head scratcher. We, we got that one, and we scratched our heads for a while. So <laughs> uh, Hans V, you get, you get a code for a gang. Congratulations. Yeah, I will email it to you. I don't know what it'll be, but you'll get it in the mail. Um, most thoughtful uh, was uh, Matt, Matthew Weston. Uh, and he... He did the, the drawing of me, again, as Carl Phelps and uh, Duke as, um, yes, my name is Duke D for Derek, uh, up yeah. U for up, and all that, and then Stu's in the paper with his PS3, and uh, sung, there's a headline in the paper saying, head, uh, sung made in protest, yellow light of doom, and all <laughs> this stuff, so he made it look like L.A. Noir, which is very good, so he gets a code for a game, well done, Matt. It does, it does. Uh, most artistic, we have to give it up to uh, Jake Brapp. Um, he made a kind of like a squiggly drawing version of us. I really liked that one. I thought that was cool. Um, 
quite artistic, I thought, and Stu does look like a zombie, but like that's fun. Do you know do you know what though? If if we didn't have our logo, that would be perfect. I've got to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really maybe, cool. Maybe I'll have a word with Jack Brackman, he can do do another one for us or something. But anyway, so he gets a code, so for the most artistic. And the runner up um yeah, the runner up is going to be Chris M J W's entry. That's the one where there's a Duke sound o clip matic thing at the top, and uh, Stu's got no eyes for some reason, and Duke's <laughs> got his arse in butters, uh, butterscotch, is it, or whatever. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I, I just what... fell on my bottom into some butterscotch. Ah, there you go. That's why that's why that's, there. See, sense. there you go. That's so Chris gets a, a code for a game. Well done, Chris. And the winner. And we've got to say, it was close between these two. <laughs> yeah. The winner was Movie Geek Man. His entry, for some reason, for his entry, we're all black. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> and also, Chad Warden is the only kind of white-looking one. But he's Mexican, so I don't know. How, uh, it's some weird reverse uh, world. And yeah, it was funny. Surface lizards uh, in the form of a lizard on it. Um, I'm the portal gun's good. Uh, the Ico and the uh, the the What's the um, communist yeah. shop that you go? The yeah, communist game store. But yeah. and, and I've got to say though, hasn't he got Duke looking really miserable? He looks yeah. like the oh, most miserable nice. person ever. Yeah, it's, it's, and that long torso of mine. There's a reason because he's under heavy rain. That's why. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But you see, say is a good umbrella for that. Yeah, yeah. You've got um, a flower t-shirt on as well, Stu. <laughs> yeah, you see, there was a lot of good references. Yeah, so. I, there. I do remember saying a long time ago that my favourite biscuit was a Jaffa cake. Yeah, and that's a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we appreciate like the the little attentions to detail, but it was a very close winner. Like, we we did. There are a lot uh, of good pictures. We'd like to yeah. give prize to everybody, y'all, because uh, thank you for coming up with some really yeah. cool stuff. It was cool. Um, yeah. I think John. We, we, we're sad that we couldn't give John anything, but we, we should mention John's was great as well. And we debate. How about this? If if it, it, we should give a plug for his show because the play vault is excellent, and the show, the picture he did was excellent. So everybody yeah. go check out the play vault. Yeah, and we're, I think I think we should give an honorary mention uh, to Blue Hellman's entry for being the most basic one. Yeah, it's basically just three stick men and my, <laughs> me with scissors cutting my hair off. He told me he spent three hours on that. I know it looks we're like all holding square, like just boxes. And he's just written very crudely in them: deadly <laughs> premonition, section eight, and La Noire. Like, yeah, section eight. Um, yeah, I quite like the, the the crudeness of it. So, yeah, very good. I think <laughs> cool. So Andrew excellent. Gould's, Andrew Gold's early entry as well with like uh, was had some good art in it, like me um, throwing a brick at PC gaming and things like that. I really liked it. So they were all good. We, we can't give prizes to everyone. We can't, but well done everybody for doing yes. it. It's really, really good. And there's going to be another competition yeah. on this side. Uh, maybe by the top, probably by the probably after this podcast has gone up. So uh, stay tuned, people. Stay tuned. Are you going to give any details? Or are you going to keep it sort of hush? Um, it's going to be a different type of contest. Let's just say that it's it's different type of contest. Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, video games and stuff I guess we should talk about those video games and stuff we should do uh, so we'll start off with Duke go on Duke what have you All right. I got a lot to, to talk about 
Um, let's see. Indie games. Oh, wait. I'm not to talk about those, apparently. Not yet. Not yet. Oh. You will get your chance. Don't worry. I was like, oh, all these games I want to talk about. No. Well, okay. I'll you'll talk- just have to wait. I was like, I'm going to go back and do some more KOTOR. Knights of the Old Republic? Uh, screw that game. It <laughs> keeps slowing down, and then it froze, and there was all this stuttering, and I was like, you know what? Screw that. It's unplayable on the Xbox, people. I'm sorry. Maybe if I had an original Xbox and I could move my save over, okay. But I'm not taking six hours of a game to play over again. What's up with that? Come does on. Not, does it just not work? It ju- it's unplayable. There's too much slowdown. There, it froze at one point. There's all the stuttering when people are talking. It's ridiculous. So forget it. Do you know, I remember when I first got my 360, um, yeah. and you know they did sort of the backwards compatibility at the beginning. Yeah. And I got Half-Life 2 because that was out on the original Xbox. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You, you think KOTOR's bad? Like, that's nothing. I well, got that's to the thing, a- man. It, it's ridiculous that they got such bad backwards compatibility. Well, I got I got to one part in Half-Life 2. before They, 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 they had to do two patches before it worked properly. Yeah. Um, but I got to a part in the game. Uh, and you'll probably remember this. I mean, I've played through it a few times, so, but you, there's a bit where you have to swim down underwater and then you have to release like a... It's almost like a door at the bottom and uh, yeah. the stuff comes floating out of it so you can climb yeah. up and get out of the water. It wasn't in there. So that was it. You could not go any further in the game. That was it. There was nowhere to go. <laughs> so it's like real life? Yeah. Yeah, there was nothing that, there. That's what would happen in real life. So anyway, I got rid. I'm getting rid of Kotor. I'll sell it back to the communist game store because I'm sure there's people with actual original Xboxes who would like to have it. Uh I've been playing a bunch of different things. I played a game from the Indie Uprising, which Stu said that I can talk about this week because it's really not all that great. Uh, Raven Thorn is a decent enough side-scrolling hack and slash game, sort of like Castle Crashers, only done very serious-like, and. The attacking motion doesn't really look like an attacking motion. It looks like a tiny little stab motion. So, I don't know. Chad Warden, what would you say the guy is saying when he's doing this little stab motion? <laughs> Come on. Come on. It, artistically, it looks great. If you just looked at yeah, screenshots, you'd think, ah, that's great, that. But yeah. the animations just aren't that good, and the, the yeah. combat's not that good either. That's true. It I mean, wasn't it was good. okay. I finished the demo, but uh, it's not worth keeping going with. Yeah, it was a bit of a shame. bit of a yep. shame. And then I played, I don't know why, but a while back I downloaded an indie game called Avatar Without a Shoot, and it's a falling Avatar game. There are a hundred of them on there, I'm sure, and this one is really unimpressive, so don't even bother with the demo, people. Uh, A few demos. I downloaded Crazy Machines, the demo for that. A lot of loading screens, and uh, by the time I got to the third puzzle, it was like, absurdly confusing about what I was really supposed to do. and I mean, it was a neat enough concept. You have these different parts, and you have to make this basically Rube Goldberg machine do something silly, like knock over some bowling pins or smash a vase or whatever. But if, if by the time I get to the third puzzle, I'm already stumped, that's a bad sign, y'all. I don't know what, I don't know what you're thinking. Uh, so that was annoying. I played the body count demo. Oh, I still haven't played that. Piece of Yeah, it's, you know, it's just... It's hard to mess up a FPS unless you just do something stupid just because it's new, which is exactly what they did. Cover mechanic. We know how to do a cover mechanic. You get near a piece of cover, and then you push A or you push right bumper or something like that, right? That yeah. makes sense. How do they do cover mechanic? 
get near the thing, aim, and then push back on the left thumbstick. Kill and anytime you let go of that left thumbstick, you're going to jump out of cover. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just the mechanics. The, the whole control scheme is just wrong in every way, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And it's a shame because the game looked clean, the menus were fine, yeah. uh, the graphics were decent, and then I got started playing. I'm like, what the hell is this? And there's all these things lying around, these little domes everywhere, and I was like, what is all this? And I thought it was like ammo or something, and maybe it was, but... I don't know. I was too busy getting shot from everywhere because there's no way to duck out of it. And ah! and the thing, the, the actual guns feel good and sound good. The sound's great in it. It's just oh. a shame that talking about the sound of uh, body count. Uh. You know uh, the the YouTuber Freddie Wong. Yeah. 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 Well, he he um, went to the uh, development and they gave him all the sounds and he made a video called Body Count and he used all the sounds from the game in the video. Not bad. And it's yeah. pretty good. Sounds pretty good. It sounds I don't know good. that I've ever played a game with guns in it and thought, that sound's not very good. I oh, mean, I, I the sound of a gun. But... Nah, I've played some where they sound really tinny. Well, I mean, there are some, but, but for the most part, I think we've reached a point where the sound in, you know, good war games is going to be, is it going to be very different from one to another? Dunno. Dunno. Wasn't that really good, like Battlefield, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but that's because yeah. of how they implement the sound. I don't think it's the sounds themselves. Yeah, well, like, yeah. they implement it in a way where you, you like they sound completely different if you're inside, outside. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt Halo, about that. Halo That's does really that awesome. a little bit as well, and Call yeah. of Duty, but, yeah. So. Um. So anyway. So anyway. Yeah, I guess you're right. Who cares? Uh, Warhammer Space Marine. Ah. <sighs> now you see, I really like this. Ooh. I'm always, I'm always you really like good. Of War? Yeah. That's why you like it. I thought no. it was great. Did you, like Transformers? did you like Transformers War for Cybertron? I did. Well, yeah, there you that's, go. That's why you like that game. But, no, well, to be fair. It's a, sort of a fusion of both of those. I think I, I sort of think it's a, the the, um, the actual fighting, the melee stuff, reminded me a lot of Batman. It was very Batman. fluid. Uh, and I thought the finishing moves were It was very fluid. No, oh, I thought he, a lot of times really I was well, punching at nothing, man. That never happened to Batman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Batman mm. wouldn't punch at nothing. I don't know. I never had that issue, but I thought the finishing moves were just great. Awesome. The finishing moves were great. Some of those, yeah. But I'm not gonna lie, those were decent. And it's cool how you can like you use the finishing move to get your health back. Yeah, kind of neat. That was neat. I mean, I did the whole demo and I wasn't like bored at any point. It was okay, but it's really you got, nothing you got further than me. I, I didn't yeah, get through well, the demo. I was like, I this, this game. Anyway, uh, you know, if you cool. like Gears of War, you might like it. Did, if you're like Stu, you might like it. Did you Did you play the second bit with the um, with the jetpack and everything? That was pretty cool. Nope. Jetpack? Yeah, there's, there's two demos in it. There's two demos, and one's... Time for two demos? Yeah, one's got a jetpack. I'm a busy um, man. Unlike, unlike Halo or games like that with a jetpack. Section short, 8. Well, let me just finish. Best game ever with a jetpack. When you jet back up into the air, you can aim at the ground wherever you want, and then you press X, I think it is, and it, it sort of slams down, a la sort of crack down, and just, but it obliterates anything you hit. So if you hit any of the enemies, you just write a red mist. Eh, well, it's cool. It was. Good. I think. I think you're being harsh. I think that might be a pretty good game. I think I might be one to watch if I'm being honest. It, I'm telling you what I think. As soon as I started playing it, it reminded me of Transformers. I was like, oh god, no, and it just. They just look stupid in that armor. I know it's Warhammer and people like it, but you're stupid. What the hell are you thinking? God. <laughs> I do like the fact you can roll around in that. We need more games where you can roll <laughs> in combat. Because that was one of the things that made that Star Wars Battlefield game so awesome. 
You remember that well, one? Well, uh, yeah, I do remember that, yeah. Uh, I, what I want to see, what I want to see is somebody in real life in that armour role. That's what <laughs> yeah. I want to see. I want to see what that man looks like rolling <laughs> with that stuff on him. Yeah. not perform. <laughs> yeah. But that's like saying the same with Gears of War, though, isn't it? If we're being honest. Because yeah. as, 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 as soon as I... Uh, as soon as it came out, I took everything else off my Gamefly list and put Deus Ex on, and they still haven't sent it to me. So I'm just waiting for them to send it to me. So in the meantime, uh, I... I for some reason, I refuse to admit that PC gaming is just not going to work for me. Because, don't get me wrong, I'm not Keep trying trying. to play like new PC games. I'm trying to play these old ones. And I've tried like six different ways of doing it on my Mac, and they don't work. So now, here's what I did. There's this place. I'm real close to the University of Wisconsin campus here in town. And there's this place called Swap, Salvage with a Purpose, where they take all their old stuff and they sell it cheap. So I went down to this place... At it opens at eight, and I got. I was like, I'll get there at like seven forty-five, and I'll be the first one in. I had the pick of all the different computers. I get there, and there's like twenty people waiting out front. I was like, Damn, what's with you people? You're even nerdier than me. So I get there, <laughs> and there's and they open the doors, and everybody goes rushing in, and I'm like, Where are the laptops? Where are the laptops? And they're like, Right over there. So I go running over, and everyone's like snatching them up. I'm like, Wait, what? And I'm trying to read the specifications, and it's like, This one has a Wi-Fi card. This one has a bad hard drive. This one has this. This one has that. Speaker's broken. So I'm just like, Whatever. This one. So I grab one, and it's like a hundred dollars. It's Windows XP. It's not too old. It looks decent. I'm like, All right, fine, whatever. I'll buy it. So I got it, and it works fine. Except that the battery's dead. So now I have to buy a new battery. So I'm mm. like, come on, what is that? But I now have a PC that'll run some of these good old games like Empire Earth. I got that. Disciples 2. And I just recently bought Baldur's Gate 2. Oh, yeah. Those, that's Bioware's heyday, man. Forget this Knights of the Old Republic stuff. Isometric, third-person, team-based combat. Real time, but you pause it, kind of like Dragon's Age, but it's not so annoying and confusing. So, yeah, I'm having a good time with that. Rose tinted glasses all, <laughs> yeah, all the way. I'm not gonna lie, there's a little bit of that, but it, but it's still a good game and it controls well and you know it runs beautifully on this thing. So whatever, it's all good. Um, and then the only other thing is La Noire. Uh oh, I just started the third <laughs> disc, so I'm getting close to being oh, done. Yeah, yeah, and I must say. I'm. How much would you say I have left? Two, three hours? Maybe four. Okay. But here's the thing. I'm actually liking it more now than I did in the past. One yeah. thing is that... Yeah. Like, it's, it's becoming clearer to me. It's easier to figure out the psychology of the game developers in terms of what I'm supposed to doubt, when I'm supposed to say lie, when I'm yeah. supposed to say truth. Um, the game... It, 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 the, the, the difficult thing is that they... They're making a game about investigating murders, but in a real murder investigation, you say, okay, I think we got all the stuff we're going to get. Let's try to make a case out of this. But in L.A. Noir, the game says, okay, you're done. Now we're going to either prosecute the guy or whatever it is. And the, it's very clear, and I don't know, maybe we need to give some warnings. Spoiler! Warning! 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 Um... There's there's a degree to which you're supposed to be wrong, like like yeah. you you're, yeah. you're you're you you need to get a conviction, you need to get someone to confess, or sort of you know you have a pretty good idea who did it, 
but then it's clear that there's something else going on and that you're not supposed to get an airtight case the way the you'd police, like to. The police wants results. They want you to res- yeah. they force an error on you because they right. want results. Right. Yeah. So that's fine. And I mean, I you know, now that I'm seeing that more and more, I think it sort of fits into the way that the game is frustrating because then it's like, oh, I'm supposed to be frustrated. It's okay. You know what I mean? So that's, you know, but it's weird when I get on one case three out of 12 questions right and the chief comes up and he's like, you've done a great job and I celebrate your name and all this. And then I get 11 out of 14 correct on the next case and he's like, what's wrong with you? Why haven't you gotten me a conviction? And I'm like, dude, what? That makes no sense. Maybe you just had a bad day that day. Yeah, it could be. My wife just left me. (laughs) Now he's Mike Myers doing some bad Scottish accent. I don't know. Anyway, um, but here's the thing. So this is a big spoiler. I really want to warn people. Warning! 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 I knew as soon as I saw him for the second time that the main guy responsible for all those murders in the homicide division was the temp bartender. Yeah. And I wanted to be like, I want to go find that guy. Let me go investigate that. I couldn't. I had to just keep going with what the game gave me. And I was like, I know it's him. And then I got to the end of that whole sequence, and it was like, hey, it's him. I'm like, I knew it. I could have saved someone's life. <sighs> yeah, but that's isn't, a game. It's a game. Isn't that I what know. real police work is like, Duke? <laughs> no. Oh. I expect detectives, if they have an idea who's really behind this stuff, they could spend 20 minutes to go look for the guy. <laughs> but anyway, um, I think the know, thing, sound I think, cutting out. I was going to say, I, I, was, I was just going to say, I was just going to say, I never sort of saw the first bit that way because it didn't, it felt a bit disconnected for me when I was playing it. Like it wasn't really going anywhere. It well, was like the, the first, only... first bit where you're in traffic doesn't. No, no, the homicide bit. It, it, it was like all the same bloody, the, every bloke in the city had size eight shoes. Well, yeah, there's that. You know what Except I mean? I had nine. Yeah, well. <laughs> that one guy you know you yeah. know what i mean and it felt a bit no, disconnected like it was just doing the same thing over and over and i didn't really no. think of an overarching story because it didn't seem to be one much even though they were talking about this serial killer that had gotten away and nobody ever found him well yeah i guess <laughs> i didn't pay attention to that well i don't know it seemed like yeah. there were supposedly 20 serial killers because <laughs> you convicted someone for every every different one and it was all about it was also like what really got Stuart, me with all Stuart. that you were, you were convicting the wrong people. No, I know. But what got me with all that is like when you were trying to convince your, your sort of partner that there was a link between them. And they were, it was like all the same things and everything. And he just kept well, going, yeah, no, no, there's no link. And I'm like, yeah. what? You're in real life. Yeah, quit chasing this ghost yeah. of yours, man. It's stupid. Let it go, Phelps. Yeah. Let's stupid. go get liquored up. You're exactly. a dreamer, um, Phelps. You're a dreamer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've had some glitches, sound cutting out. There was one part where I was chasing this dude and I was supposed to shoot him, and I was standing right next to him trying to shoot him, and I couldn't shoot him. I was like, what? And then he shot me, and I was like, ah! Now, fortunately, the checkpoints are really close together, so it wasn't too bad, but yeah. that was kind of annoying. There's also this stupid tightrope thing where at one point I'm on some tower, and it's like I got to walk very carefully, like, oh, like <laughs> moving the left thumbstick left and right. And Do that again, It's really Dick. sluggish. Oh. <laughs> I hate that tightrope stuff. I remember when I was playing Max Payne back on the PS2, and it was like, oh, I'm walking on this plank. I got to make sure I don't fall off. You know what I want? If I want to play a tightrope game, I'll get some sort of carnival circus 
game for my Xbox. I don't want to play some tightrope so, in the middle of how a murder mystery. How do you suggest they do that? Like, say if you've got to walk across a narrow no, piece of... No, do that as part of the cutscene. I don't want to walk across some plank. You don't want a cutscene. You don't want a cutscene. And what do you want to cut? They have yeah. Half the car chases are cutscenes. I'm like, what is that? And at well, least... i say this. At least... This is what I'm ending with. I love running the cars off the road. That's like the best part of the game, man. And he's yeah. like, get me close enough so I can shoot the tires out. And I'm like, no, bullshit. You ain't shooting nothing out. Stay there and don't shoot anything, and I'll hit him off the road. And then I slam into him, and he goes flipping around. He's like, ah! And then his car's on fire, and I'm like, put your hands up. And no, I'm going to get out of the car and roll around on the ground first, and then I'll put my hands up. <laughs> Big. Um, so, yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, I, I'm, I'm Do you mind if I get this fire off my back first? <laughs> Let me see your hands. <laughs> Uh yeah, so you know whatever. Like it's it's a good game, and I'm having fun with it. Uh, so you're doing arson? Are you on the arson desk? Oh no, I'm on advice. Oh yeah, right. Well, you've, you're on the very end of that. Then. I will be. Yeah. Yeah, you're not too far. Not too far. Yep. So that's me done. That's you done, Ginny. I'll be I'll be curious to hear what because of what they do after the. No, this is difficult, right? I don't big spoilers here, big spoilers here. Yeah, but you'll spoil it for you, you'll spoil it for you. I won't, I won't. Run your car off the road. All I'm saying is they do something just after the part where Duke is now. So the next, like, two hours, Duke will see something. And that kind of made me scratch my head a little bit. Right, and I'm like, huh, why did they do that? Yes. Don't worry, you don't need to keep your eyes peeled. It'll be very obvious what I'm talking about. Very obvious. He um does he, he, he turns into an alien cult right <laughs> so what I've been playing is uh, I've been playing James Bond Bloodstone oh jeez on purpose <laughs> well the thing is dude it fell into my Xbox and I don't know how but I just switched it on and I started playing <laughs> and I finished it I, I just happened to press the right combination of buttons on the <laughs> controller and I just finished it I don't know how so I serious that, what, what do you think I finished that game in four hours. <laughs> Four okay hours, <laughs> right? Because my expectations were not very high for James Bond Bloodstone, um, and also I don't think it's as good or as bad as Quantum of Solace. Because it's I, not I, Quantum of Solace is not bad. Shut up, you're bad. I never said it was bad. I never said. I just said that Bloodstone isn't as good or bad as Quantum of Solace. Well, that so, implies that there's anything bad about Quantum of Solace, just, which there's not. It just implies that Bloodstone is about the same. Right. No, it's worse. It's not. It's fine. It it's, is. Right. No. So th- th- there's a few things I should say. Right. Um, I'll, I'll look at my notes. I did write some notes because this is quite a funny game. I was, I was, I was playing this game kind of like how you watch a, a serious film. Look, you know, look at um, a film from the '90s or the '80s, and you watch it now, and you just watch yeah. it, and it's just ridiculous. Can't take it seriously, but it's yeah. taking it I, I'm playing this game like that. Like it's an absolute yeah. just romp. Um, so there's a few things in there. There's a bit where you, you kind of go through Bangkok and you, like, you, you chase this massive digger with this little tow truck, which I thought <laughs> yeah. was a cool. Which, you know, that's a cool level. You know, that was fun. Um, and then you crash over a bridge, and uh, James Bond wakes up like six hours later, apparently, like, like to a phone call from you know MI6, and yeah. the police haven't found him yet. 
Right, the police are looking for him. He's lying right next to the massive wreck next to the river, and he was six hours. Like, they hadn't found him. I was like these, pl- the Bangkok police. I'm not police going near that explosion. You go get it. Yeah, like he must be somewhere. Have we tried the wreck? No. Oh, you know what? I had so much stuff on my desk this morning. I didn't know why to do it. Also, all the police officers in Bangkok speak English, just for the convenience, yeah. so, so I know what they're talking about. That's nice. Of yep. them. Um, yeah, Josh Stone is in this game as well. Josh Stone is the, the Bond girl slash uh, the only woman they could get to sing the song, and <laughs> she probably wanted to be in the game as well. Yeah. Uh, she's awful. Josh Stone is terrible. She can't act. She can she can belt out a good tune. The song's okay, but like it, it's a it's it's a really bad performance from Josh. So and there's no like there's no like Bond girlness about her. Like when when James Bond meets a woman in every Bond film, there's always like this, you know one's playing off the other, and you don't know which one's which, and all this. And there was none of that. They just met and went. Do you want to work together? Okay, cool. <laughs> um, did, it, did he make it look like her? Is it? Does it look yeah, like? Yeah, I suppose it does. But I, I don't really remember what Josh Stone looks like, to be honest. But yeah, I suppose it kind of looks like her. I don't really care. But yeah, she's awful. M looks weird. M looks like she's got like a massive Botox problem going on. <laughs> like she had went for Botox and like it went wrong. Something went really wrong. Yeah, yeah. And like as a Bond intro, it's a bad intro. Like the James Bond intro. This is how the structure of it. Yeah. It starts slow. It sets the scene. It's in some exotic location. Right. Uh, maybe starts with a bad guy. Maybe you know something bad going on. James Bond comes in, kicks a load of shit, and just as the action stops, then you get the title. James Bond. Right, that's when that all that happens. Right, this is like. Right, all this is is like, oh, M's there talking to Bond. Not not a great reveal of James Bond. Some action, and then some more story stuff afterwards about some like oils or whatever. And you're like, oh, God, this is not an intro to a James Bond movie. This is yeah. bad. Um, facial expressions are rough. Uh, but the car, the car handling is pretty good because um, like, th- these are the people that made Blur. So they know how to make a good car game. Yeah. And look, the car handling is okay. when you're driving on the frozen river. But this is the point. One of the levels, you have to drive on the frozen river. And oh. it's very difficult to tell which part is the frozen river yep. and which one's the river. And as soon as you go into the river stew, it's insta-death. Oh, and dear. Everybody knows that insta-death is not fun. Um, but like, the, I think they got the point. And they, they didn't do it brilliantly. But the point is of these car chase scenes in these games isn't to make the car feel like an actual car. It's yeah. to make sure that you don't, like, cock up too much so yeah. that you can progress. Because the point of these chase scenes is to get to the end of it. In a car game, like Forza, the point of that is to not get to the end of it. You know, like, it's, it's, it, it, the point of that is to experience the car. In these games, you just have to go forward. So I, I did like those. There's the, like, like I said, the chase in Bangkok was really cool. Uh, the old classic Aston Martin handled terribly um, after the... the, the the, the new Aston Martin they give you. Um, yeah, and the, the, the ending feels like a really bad kind of... They had to chop off a lot at the end because they end with just... Spoilers. Just down getting killed. Um, and it's just like, yeah, oh, she's dead. All right, well, James Bond will return. <laughs> and he won't, Willy. He won't, Willy Bizarre Creations, because you're not there anymore. So I, I think the game was rushed. I think the, the, the game is an example of just a rushed Bond game. Yeah. But the good things about it, it borrows, it really wanted me to, to see a James Bond slash Uncharted game. 
right? Like a Bond game made by um, Naughty Dog. I would yeah, love that. That would be cool. That I would mean, be you know, Uncharted is in some ways that, that game. It is that, yeah, yeah. I mean, He's if, just if, not a good guy as well. If they could do that, like that would be brilliant. And uh, there are some things about it. Like, there's a bit with the smartphone mode. And like it, it's basically Batman. You know the detective mode in Batman? Where you yeah. press that and you can see all the yeah, bad stuff. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And it's really weird because he's just looking at his face. It looks like he's texting while he's in the middle of a good right. gunfight. Right. Uh, <laughs> which is just like, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Smiley face. <laughs> kiss, kiss, kiss. Um, that's, Where oh, are but, you? It's it's a, it's a mechanic that works, and they borrowed some stuff from Uncharted. You know, like the, the, some of the, like the jump this, jump that, and like the cameras. Not it's not as polished as Uncharted platforming section, obviously. Um, and the other thing that they borrowed was the Splinter Cell mechanic of press Y to win. Yep. Uh, but it's not press Y; it's hold LB and then shoot, right. which works. Which works cool. Like you, you you get a focus point, Stu, right? Yeah. Yeah. By by going up to one and hitting them. Yeah, so if you get close enough, you press X, and he does this cool takedown. You got to admit, Duke, Duke the, the takedowns are pretty good. Yeah, um, oh yeah. Uh, so you get a focus point, and then when you got a focus point, you can have up to three. You hold LB, and you press the right trigger, and it automatically like shoots him in the head, right? Yeah. So if you take someone down and hold LB and shoot someone, you feel like James Bond, right? In those five seconds, you do feel like James Bond. Unfortunately, like that's the only time you feel like James Bond when you pull off something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think another year on this, they probably would have nailed a, a better James Bond game. They would have ironed out all. So, the- do you do you think they should have just stuck to? Well, I can't. You say stuck to the racing games, but then blurred and sort of CD. Do you think they just ran out of ideas? It bizarre. I, I, I think I ran out of time. I think like they they had Blur coming out. They needed. They, they was pushed. Activision pushed them for a Bond game to come out uh, last fall or whatever, and they didn't. They went they, another year. This game would have been. Pretty decent, not not probably game of the year or anything, but it would have been a really good James Bond game, I think. I, I think they had the kind of feel and the idea of what it should be, but they, they, it's just you know again execution. And I think it, it all it was a rush game. It's a rush game, yeah, which is a shame because you know it, it showed some potential. Um, yeah. I'm just yeah. sad about Bizarre, you know. I just feel it almost feels like though that they had you know with Project Gotham Racing, you know, that's when they had their, their heyday sort of thing, and then. I don't know. It was like they lost the way a bit by trying different things. That just I think didn't... they had a lot of bad luck. I think they just had like kind of poor hit after poor hit, and like the best game was a very small downloadable game that was probably not very expensive to make. Well, PGR so... was well renowned. You know that was yeah, well. Yeah. I don't know. It wouldn't. It, it wouldn't stand a chance now, would it? You know, if no. PGR came in, it, it wouldn't have a stand a chance against Forza. So I don't know. It's. Uh... It's pretty like Microsoft wanted an exclusive racing simulation racing game. And they got one, not with PGR. With well, PGR with, was more arcadey anyway, wasn't it? It wasn't really. I don't know. I don't really know. But like, what I'm sad for is James Bond games because they seem to kind of almost get it right, and then like, then they seem to just be be a bit poor and dull and boring. So I don't know. I I just feel like it could have been so much better. But anyway, Bloodstone's done. Talked about that enough. Um, I tried to play Operation Red River again. Glutton for punishment. Yeah. That is true. Now, if you're not up to date, every time I play Operation Red River in co-op, it crashes. If I'm hosting, it crashes and freezes the Xbox. If somebody else is hosting, it crashes and freezes the Xbox. I thought, why don't I try and play this level that I've been trying to play ten times on my own just to get it out of the way so I never have to do it again? Guess what? 
It crashed. <laughs> it crashed no, again. No. That's when that's the moment when I took it out of the Xbox. I went on to Love Film, marked it as faulty because that disc has got to be faulty. Like, there's no doubt about it. In the same place, in the exact same place. It's, it's more or less the same place. Like, it, it's, it's not always the same place, but it's, it's definitely the same level, right? And it's done it so, like, I can't get through that level now. Um, so I've marked it as faulty. I'm going to send it back, which is a shame because every time I play it, I really enjoy it. Like, I, I, I do enjoy that game, which is a shame. Anyway, um, another game that I've been getting into, back into, is Call of Duty Black Ops. Ah. Wow. Now, I want to say something about Call of Duty Black Ops. I think Call of Duty Black Ops is better than Modern Warfare 2. Oh, what are you talking about? You're not the the first person to say that, you know? I played Modern Warfare 2 today as well, right? On my brother's thing because he wanted me to take over for a bit. The multiplayer in, in Modern Warfare 2 is seriously unbalanced. There's too much stuff going on in the air. It's, it's so, like, play kill, play dead, play dead, play dead. Right? Black Ops is a little bit more balanced, I feel. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like, but, I've got, but, like, a little bit more control. Power. Well, but the thing is, like, look, the, all the stuff in the air in Modern Warfare 2, all those vehicles in the air get to me after a while. Right? Mm. And there just isn't as much in Black Ops. What, the problem with Black Ops is... You stay inside. That, the, the the user the user interface on Black Ops like your challenges and like how you get your classes and stuff it's such a mess, right? Like I I can't get my way around it like and just the whole you know finding your challenges what's this and it gives you a percentage it doesn't give you a number and it, you can't go straight to it when you're looking at weapons it's so messy, right? Yeah. I don't like that, but. Uh, the, the multiplayer itself, I really enjoy it. Like, I think it's it's one of the best ones since Call of Duty 4. So, yeah, I, I've been getting back into Black Ops for some reason. I lent it back off Marsh uh, and played that again. Cool. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I'll stop now. I have played some demos and stuff, but I'll, I'll save it for the overseas. Mm, you're gonna stop there, are you? Then Ooh. I think I'll stop there. Okay. Filtering it out. Okay. Spacing it around. Well, I played some Halo Reach as well, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, I'm going to start off with the shit uh, game that I played this week, which Did Millie... They were again. No, Millie made me play this, I've got to say. I no, didn't wait, on your choose... holiday, she's making you play certain games. Well, not on holiday, because we were back on Friday. We were back on uh, Friday, so I was home. And right into playing games. Yeah, and Hole in the Wall has come onto the arcade, oh, uh, yeah. which is a Kinect game. Yep. And Kay, Kay and Millie both love the show. You know, they think it's highly hilarious watching these celebrities trying to get through holes in a wall. So Millie's like, download it, download it, download it. That game is truly terrible. It mm. looks truly terrible. It just, it, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work right. And it felt very frustrated. And I mean, admittedly, we did end up in some weird positions and it takes photos of you and all that stuff while you're trying to pose for the wall and all that malarkey. And it was it was sort of vaguely amusing, I guess, uh, but it just didn't work very well. It just felt. This is, this is the question that asked you. Yeah. Did, did Millie and your wife like it? Well, Millie sort of liked it, and Cade was like, "I'm not doing that." So that was that. What did uh, you think the game said... was about? Who Kay? Oh no, Kay wasn't interested. Millie. Was. Oh, sorry. I uh, no, Kay likes the show. She right, likes the okay. show, but she okay. wasn't interested in. So she wasn't up for playing it. Right? No, Millie she wasn't was. up for sort of pretending to be. No, you know, hole in the wall. Well, it, it it just didn't work very well. 
I mean, you know, as, as far as Kinect goes, you've got to make it work properly. Um, you know, and Fruit Ninja does that perfectly, and that's way more fun. You know, Fruit Ninja's what you want. It's brilliant. Anyway. A lot of people are loving that Fruit Ninja. It's excellent. It really is. You just you, don't know it, Chinny. If you want fun with Kinect, that is the way to go. Stop right there. That is I don't, no, I don't want fun with <laughs> Kinect. I don't want fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I play Bloodstone. I don't like the fun. Uh, whilst on holiday, though, I did read and finish Extra Lives. I read. Yay, Tom Bissett. I don't know what I think, really. If I'm re- what? Well, what? I don't know. I, I Come didn't on, feel yeah. like he answered what? his question. I didn't feel like he answered why games mattered at all. He just talked about games he liked, which is fine. I have no issues with that. Now, the, the answer to the question is because they play massive, important roles in his life. Like they, yeah, yeah. Affect, to him. They affect, the, the, the game affects his life. That's why games... You can't talk about it broadly. You can't talk about how why games matter no. in a broad sense. You have to talk about... No, it's personal. a very personal book. It's like, it here's why these games matter to me. Yeah. And, and by extension, therefore, it is the application of each game to our lives, the connection there, for the same reason that literature matters, is because it connects to our life in some way. I'm not a Scottish king, and I never will be, probably, but... Macbeth's life parallels mine in some important ways about how you relate to other people and when you get weary of the sun and when scorpions are in your mind and stuff like that. I enjoyed it. Don't get don't misunderstand me. I did enjoy. We it. hate you because you don't I love know. it uncritically. I didn't. I, well, I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you what I did learn though. Apparently, uh, GTA Four is much better when you're high on cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> apparently, you knew that. but uh, I, I like, what I liked about that bit is like he couldn't go back to GTA. Because that's like a like, like no. That's a part of his to- like life that he can't go back to. Like it relates to like aversion therapy. Yeah. <laughs> but what was it? Uh, the, the way I feel it? It's almost to me right. And you're probably going to hate me for this as well. I feel like it's like a bit of a coffee table book, if that makes sense. Explain. So people who want to be seen as trendy have it on the coffee table, but never actually read it. So you what, know does what, that, what does that make us? Because we read it. Well, that makes us okay, but... He's... And why do you say that, Stu? What makes you say that? If, if, because it feels like one of those books that people who want to be seen as sort of current and in the know would have on the coffee table. You know, it's a bit of a... I don't think this... If, if, if this is what people are reading to be current and in the know... They don't read it. That's, that's what a coffee table book... Or is. buy you don't, it. You don't I, I can't imagine anybody buying this book if they didn't love video games, and anybody who loves video games is going to like this book. Maybe. But it's a whole cover and everything, I guess. You know, it's just the way it's presented to me. You know, it's just, it's just the way I feel. I like it. I enjoyed the book. book. Right. Cool, too. I just don't follow that at all. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it, but I didn't think it told You're me anything. You're insulting the author you know. who's been on this podcast. I'm sorry, but That's I'm just right, saying. man. He's my best friend. <laughs> I'm just I'm saying. Tell him what you said. Hey, no, no. I'm sure Tom would love to talk <laughs> just about uh, your opinion. I'm sh- that'd be cool, actually, if we could get him on wall service or on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it. I I did enjoy it, but I didn't think it told me anything I didn't sort of feel or think already. But didn't it, didn't it make you think about your experiences like with GTA and things like that? Or no, I'll tell you the one thing it did make me think that I want to do, um, it, which is playing Mass Effect as a female character now. It's great. Like she, the, the woman yeah, version. Femship, of her, man. Femship is so much better than my own. Yeah. Because I've never done it. So I, as a result of reading it, I am going to do that. I'm yeah. going to do that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I did enjoy it, um, but I, like I say, I wasn't, like, massively blown away by it. I just enjoyed it. You wasn't massively affected by it? No, it was just an interesting read. It was interesting. I liked, I loved the, I liked the interview at the end with Peter Molyneux. I thought it was quite interesting. 
So it oh, didn't I... have a Mass Effect. It didn't have uh-huh. a uh, But I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. <laughs> Hello, Tom Bissell. For me, the thing is that it's he's he's a really interesting writer, and I just like to get his take on things. And yeah. I feel like this was him giving his take on all these different games in a way that was compelling and intriguing. Even if I, you know, I guess I would say that. I mean, aside from when he goes to visit Cliffy B and stuff, like I don't know that he communicated a lot that I didn't already think or suspect, but. Just the way he worded things, a lot of times it was like, yeah, that's a really good way to say that, or I, that's been in my head before, but I've never been able to crystallize it that way. And I think that's what a really good nonfiction book can do sometimes. Yeah, I think, I think the other good thing about it is it's easy to read. It's not, it doesn't do too much sort of babble or sort of, you know, it's an easy to read book. You don't have to sort of think about it too much. But yeah, it was good. It's good. Uh, I also started Metro 2033, so I read quite a bit of that yeah. as well. I really like that. I must admit, I'm really enjoying it. So good. It is a great. It's it's so well written, and so you can yeah. really visualize the you know the the subways they're living in and everything. And I just I love it's, such an in, it's an interesting psychological novel and an interesting like political metaphor for the breakup of the Soviet Union. But I really feel that he missed a trick in the game because obviously early on in the book he's revealed how potentially all the stuff got down in the subway and there's none yeah. of that. It doesn't, and I think that would have set the, the, the game up so much better to have that as the, the prologue, you know, because yeah. I thought, what a brilliant, because obviously I never realised that playing the game because it doesn't tell you any of that. Yeah. And I just thought, ah, oh, I wish they'd have had that in the game. Just to, just to sort of, even playing as that, you know, as that boy, you know, even yeah. if they'd have done sure. it that way, you know, and that yeah. happened, you know, that yeah. would have given it a lot more context. Yeah, you know, and know. and I think that's where games fail in some respects, especially if they're based on something that already exists. You know, well, I mean? especially when you go from book to anything else, there's always going to be stuff left out, and there's always going to be uh, danger of overdoing it with story, and you know, all that other stuff. So, but I do, I do I think, yeah, I do think the game captured the atmosphere really well. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but I, I did get Deus Ex. Uh, human Revolution. Oh snap! Oh, Although, yeah. not after considerable messing around because it, sh- it should have come early in the week because it was obviously from shop to, and you know it should have been on the doorstep when I got home, uh, and it wasn't. It wasn't there, uh, and it had been dispatched on Tuesday, so there's no reason. It- <laughs> uh, which will be the third video game that's gone missing now uh, to my house. Uh, mm-hmm. From from other not not all from shop two two from shop two and one from another place but somebody sitting out watching your doorstep and well I don't know I don't know I think that someone box out the the problem is they're quite obviously video games that's a, the trouble yeah. and they, you know they are in a shop two box and obviously if you know anything about video games you know that they are so someone in my opinion is half inching them somewhere along the way. Be. But were uh, I have no idea. So what I've had to do, I actually just went out and bought it from um, Tesco. And if it does arrive, I will just return it to Tesco with Tesco. my receipt <laughs> unwrapped. So, well, anyway, let's get into the game. Enough of the the mailing issues. Um, I'll be honest. When I started playing this, I was like, I don't get it. I don't get what all the fuss is about. I don't know why everyone's loving this game so much because I just don't get it. And uh, then. I, I don't know. It's just grown on me. I think once once I started to level my character up a little bit and started to understand that it, it is not a first-person shooter, once I got that in my head, 
and realise that it is a complete stealth game and it rewards you for being totally stealthy and punishes you big time if you if you sort of decide to go out in the middle and try and shoot everyone like you would in a normal cover shooter you will you will not last very long at all i guess i'm not gonna last very long and also in the first few levels you literally have no ammo at all hardly this is how and i think it does it on purpose because i think it's sort of saying look this is all you're getting so you better be frugal with it because yeah. this is it Dude, and please don't take this off your game plot. Oh, I can't wait to hear what he has to say. I need to do grants for this game. Um, yeah. And, and you, basically, you never know, though. You never know. But you're sent you into know. a building, right, at the beginning, and he literally gives you 20 rounds of ammo, and that is it, right? And you do pick some ammo up, but it's not easy to find, and you've got to sort of take out quite a few guards to sort of build up some ammo, and it's gone in no time. You sort of, it's just gone. Um,. But, I, I mean, for the last six hours, I've probably only used my gun about three times in six hours. So, you know, you you, you just really do not use, the, use your gun at all. I have a tranquilizer dart gun, and that is pretty much all I use. Um, and I, I'm, I'm quite enjoying it now. I wasn't, like, say, at the beginning, I was a bit like, oh, I don't get it. The, the, the graphics aren't that great. The AI's a bit ropey. And, and it was like, you'd, you'd sort of, there's a lot of incidental characters in the world, you know, just sort of wandering around. But they all look the same. The women have got all the same hairstyle. And, mm-hmm. and like, what's well, interesting, like, the male clothes, like, your character's trench coat thing has got exactly the same colour and shape as, like, another character who you're talking to, but his has just got a different colour on it. And it's like, there's a lot of that where they reuse stuff. And, it's like yeah. when I was in New York and I saw the two Hasidic Jews pass each other on the street and they didn't stop to talk to each other, which <laughs> I thought was weird, because if I ever saw somebody who was dressed exactly like me... I'd at least stop and say, "Hey, man, you got good taste in clothes." That is it. That is <laughs> it. Burst. But the but the other thing is, when you do talk to somebody who's just like stood at the you know against a wall or whatever, um, they have two lines and that's it. So you speak to them and they'll say one thing, and then you speak to them again and then they say another thing, and then if you try again, they just say the same thing again and that's it. That's all. And they, they say do. the same thing again and again and, and again. again and again and again and that that was that sort of pissed me. <laughs> Now I just don't bother talking to anyone unless they're part of the story arc. Um, but what's interesting about that, but you do get odd side missions by talking to people. So it's a bit of a double-edged sword because if you don't talk to people, you don't get the side missions. But if you do, you get this yeah. repetitive dialogue, I guess. Um, but it also makes me think, you know, when we was talking about when you have more power and consoles have a bit more power, they would have been able to program... power. They'd have been able to have these working in more independent ways which would have made it a bit more compelling but that's a bit of a minor gripe of i've got to be honest in in context of the rest of the game uh because i've had i've had so much fun creeping around the police station um and sort of that like the, one of my favorite parts i've done so far is i was in the like in the air ducts in the police station like going through all the offices and hacking into the computers to see what stuff i could find and there's such a wealth of information for the backstory because uh, you can basically read through people's emails and they do feel like personal emails you know like you're reading through and you're prying in and well, they're pretty boring and mundane like most people. some of them are some of them are but what's quite cool is you'll be you'll be sort of hacking into a computer in a closed office, and then the phone will ring, and you nearly jump out your skin because 
and then you're like, is someone going to come because the phone's ringing? And then you're like hacking and you're thinking, oh, someone's going to catch me in a minute because the phone's ringing. Uh, so it's good. It, it does put you on edge. But my favorite bit so far while I was doing all of that, I came to a grill and there was a like a policeman asleep in his chair snoring in in the office. So I opened up like the, the air vent hatch sort of thing, crept in and, and sort of took him out while he was asleep. And so I gave him a big smack around the mug and then dragged him back into the event. And it was just like so... a really powerful character in that game. Um, you are and you're out and you're not. You sort of are and you're not. You're powerful when yeah. you're creeping around, but as soon as you're out in the... As soon as you alert a guard, they're all over you. Like, it, they're just like a rash. And and you die so quickly. You know, if you get shot by people, you, you will last no time at all. Um, so it really does condition you to creep in around and stuff. Uh, but the augmentations work brilliantly well. Once you start working out what to upgrade, and and they give you plenty of upgrades. You get plenty of the, the points you need to upgrade, so it's not that far. Yeah, that's the whole you know, point of the game. You better be able to upgrade a lot. And there's a yourself. and there's a lot to upgrade, and that's the biggest issue. Is like, what do you upgrade? What's the best thing to have? And to give a good example of this, um, I had a point that I hadn't used, and I was doing a section um, in the game where I had to get into this office to hack into a computer, but I didn't have enough strength to lift heavy objects. But I had a point, so I upgraded to sort of the strong thing where you can lift up heavier stuff moved this sort of coke machine out of the way and there was a grill where I could obviously creep in and and sort of go around. But what's been cool about it is sort of stuff that's happened quite, not randomly, I guess, but I was going to a place, there was a door on a roof, which didn't, it, there was no indication of where it might lead. There was just a door there. So I just sort of hacked the door just to see and, they, and I managed to find a really cool, neat back way into the building and up all these lift shafts and stuff to get to where I needed to be without having to go in the front door or anything. And I think that's what makes it cool is there's so many ways you can... And it really is. You know, a lot of the reviewers said, you know, there's so many ways you can play. The only way you can't really play is as a shooter and I'm guessing some people will. Uh, but I, I think it's not the way to play. The most most rewarding way is is to sort of creep about and do sort of stuff. The only <sighs> the only other negative the only other negative thing I've had is um, is the is the boss fights, and I've only done one so far, and I know there's four in the game, uh, and they just feel so out of place because, like I said, for sort of five six hours, I didn't really kill anybody or shoot anyone. You know, apart from with the tranquilizer darts and then sort of drag the bodies away. Uh, but I, didn't, I haven't killed, because you can do that. It was quite cool when you do creep them. You can either, if you just tap, the, like I'm playing it on the PS3, if you tap the circle, it, it just sort of take, makes them unconscious. So either strangles them or gives them a good punch or whatever, you know, breaks their arm and then you can drag them off. Uh, if you press and hold it, then he it, it does, it does a lethal one where he'll sort of, his arm blades come out and stabs them in the middle or whatever, and it's a lot more brutal. Uh, but you use more energy doing that, and that's a that's a weirdest thing because obviously um, Surface Lizard was talking about this this week as well, and he, he mentioned it was interesting because you ha- you have like like batteries that are your energy. Hello, but darlings. Re- but to replenish them, you eat like what's the equivalent of a Mars bar. So you pick up oh, sort yeah. of the like, bars of chocolate, but they're not called that; they're called something. Oh, no. I don't know. Yeah, like augment. Chalk energy, yeah. Is it as it power sauce bars like on The Simpsons? Yeah, yeah. something like Get sauce with power sauce. And it just feels the weirdest thing because it's like, what? wake up, Homer. Those things are just made with old apple rinds and Chinese newspapers, huh? Dang, Chow Ping died. 
It would have been cooler if you'd have like accessed electricity or something, you know, like like in so that would rip off uh, Uncharted, not Uncharted, Infamous. Yeah, but that would have been a better way. It would have felt more natural than eating a chocolate bar or whatever, you know. Well, to... it would be a rip off. There's no game where you oh. energize from a chocolate bar. But uh, the boss fight, the first boss fight was just stupid, right? Because. I found just before there was a strategically... Well, you had to look for it. It wasn't on a path where you might go. It was only on a path where you may go. And I went through this building and found a rocket launcher. So I was like, huh, boss fight coming up, I reckon. Here's a rocket launcher and one rocket. Uh, You're so suspicious. Yeah. So I sort of got to the room with a boss fight, right? This is no word of a lie. This this guy he was like big dude, big loads of armor on and stuff. But he wasn't like he were like you know a mech or anything. He was just a dude. And I shot him twice with a rocket launcher, threw a grenade at his feet, and blew up a barrel behind him. And he was still coming at me. <laughs> I'm just like, how hard is this guy? And I must have died probably about five times trying to do it. But there is no way of doing that without killing him. You couldn't go through the whole game and sort of not kill anyone, you know, which is what you'd like to do, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but you can't. You, you have to do these boss fights. For some reason... Who says I can't? Well, they just feel at odds. They feel at odds with the rest of the game. It just feels like, oh, got to have a boss fight here. You know, I would have been happy with no boss fight, if I'm being honest. Hmm. You know? Heresy! But apart, but apart from that, you're liking it? I am now. Like I say, I wasn't. But And I was really disappointed. I was like, oh, don't, I really don't like it. You know, when I first started playing, I was like, oh, I don't like it. I don't like this. Uh, but I don't know. I'm just kind of getting into the into the selfie stuff, you know. And I think, you know, Batman Arkham Asylum started it for me. Because up until that point, I'd never really played a stealth game and was like, oh, I don't like them. You never played Splinter Cell? No, not up until play, Playing Conviction was the first one I played. Um, that's, not, that's not a stealth game. No, it isn't. But this this truly is. The, the, there is no auto aim or any of that marking people or any of that stuff. But you can. What you, one of the augments you can do is it sort of does your surveillance, so you can mark people to track the movements, even when they go out of your little mini map and stuff. Mm. Um, and there's like there's a lot. Of, it's more in common with Metal Gear Solid Four, if I'm being honest. You know, then it then yeah, then it has then it has with Splinter Cell. Um, but I'm liking it, and I'm getting into the stealth, and then there's loads of it's just it's quite rewarding because it's just you you keep on finding stuff. One of the one of the coolest things I did, and I'm sure a lot of people did the sort of sneak into the into the police station, but I managed to. It turns out that the guy on the desk is your former partner, and something happened, but you don't know what, and he's sort of saying that it was your fault and all this, and you have this bit of an argument with him, and you're trying to get into the morgue and stuff. Uh, for for part of the mission uh, and i managed to talk my way in you know i managed to sort of and there's lots of ways of doing it you could either be really i mean one of one of the options was crush him and and then when you looked at the option it was like you know really making him feel bad about what had happened ah, stuff right, so, saying, not literally crush him not literally but sort of psychologically Okay. Uh, but i didn't do that i did the more pleading and sort of you know tried to please yeah Tried to, you know, get his better nature and get him on my side. And it worked. He let, he let me through in the end. Uh, but he was a bit Cole Phelps-ish. You're never quite sure what the responses are going to be. You know, but... Doubt. How fucking <laughs> dare you? But the one thing you do know is what you're going to say, because he, he says exactly what's written on the screen. So oh. you're never in any doubt what he's going to say, but you're never quite sure how the character's going to react. And there is, a, like, a social augment which which enables you to read body signals and maybe how people are going to react to what you ask them and stuff like that 
but overall, yeah, I'm really enjoying it, and I'm I'm quite away in now. I've probably played it for about six, seven, maybe eight hours. I've put quite a lot of time in now, and uh, yeah, it's good. I think you like well, it, Chinny. Yeah, it, it, just... Does sound, it does sound up my street, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And the, and the the actual cities and the the place itself is so well realized. You know, it does feel like you're playing in Blade. Does it, uh, it has an atmosphere. I think. Yeah, and the music's great. The atmosphere. It, it, and again, I mean, we've been through this so many times. I'm going to talk a little bit about how games make you feel a bit later on. You know, what what, what you know how games connect on an emotional level. Because I like that from. Uh, from extra life, so I thought we'd touch on that ourselves. You know what games have touched us emotionally, rather than just playing a game. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really quite enjoying it. So I'm going to stick with this for sure, and I, I definitely know that I will get to the end of it. But it's a little bit, you know, when you were saying about everyone talking English in in Bloodstone. Yeah. Well, you go to Tokyo City in the game, and everybody speaks exactly the same as every other yeah. city, uh, which is a bit weird. But you know, it's cool. It's the future, you know. man. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's all one big nation. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's good. There's a lot. Of, the story's good as well, which is which is pleasing, you know. There's, but there's a lot of cutscenes as well. So get ready for the cutscenes. Oh god, because there's a lot of those. I, I that's think that, that, that's a, sorry. That's another thing about Bloodstone I never mentioned is like there's so many cutscenes cutscenes in Bloodstone that you think I should be doing that. Like like that's a cool moment in Bond that I should be doing. Like you know in Uncharted where like. There's so many great action scenes, and you're controlling the Nathan Drake. Like they should be, that should be in every Bond game. Those cutscenes should be part of the gameplay, not a cutscene. Yeah, and I think I think as well what what happens in this, as good as it is, I don't back think it's a ten. I don't think it's a ten. But yeah, back to Deus Ex. The other problem is that the cutscenes have got all this cool cinematography and lighting and everything, and then the actual game doesn't. So it does not a lot, but it does clash slightly, you know, with the actual gameplay. It doesn't look. You know, it looks the cutscenes look so much better than the gameplay. Yeah. You know, which is a shame because you know I think in this day and age, you know, we should be you know at that like that uncharted level where it's all in the same engine and you can tell that you know. But overall, it's it's a solid game and I think you're gonna love it, Duke. I ain't so sure. <laughs> I ain't yeah. so sure whether you're gonna. I I I don't know. I just don't know. You've got to approach it with an open mind. You can remember it's stealth. I don't have an open mind. Very stealthy. <laughs> uh, and that's it for me. That's it for me. So I think it is that time uh, for Vlados this week. Good evening, my friends. Vlados here with a brand new indie game review. As you know, the indie game Summer Uprising is upon us. By the time you hear this, all the games will be released. So we're going to look at one. Guess which one Stu told me to review. That's right. The one with the simplest gross-out humor. Cute Things Dying Violently is very cute, and it's got lots of simple gross-out humor. It uses an awkward mechanic involving the right thumbstick pulling back and then releasing, kind of like the swinging mechanic in Tiger Woods golf games, only without the follow-through. Anyway, you do this motion to flick some cute spherical creatures into an elevator, which then takes them to safety. You have to maneuver them around spinning saw blades spikes, and other deadly objects. The concept is good, and the art is polished. When the critters fall against a blade, they split apart in a gruesome spray of crimson blood. It's definitely a trial and error game, because the creatures die a lot. So if you have no patience for mastering the throwing mechanism, I'm looking at you Duke, 
you should probably stay away from this one. The game's creator, Alex Jordan, lives in Washington, D.C. and releases games under the name Apathy Works. He started off in school, mapping for Doom and other early first-person shooters. Now he makes indie games. Cute Things Dying Violently is 80 Microsoft points on Xbox indie games. Give it a whirl. Oh yeah, happy birthday Chinny. Vlados out. Oh, look at that. Happy birthday, Ginny. Look. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. she remembered. She remembered. Yeah. Even, yeah. I, even I didn't remember that. I was like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. Next week, apparently. So, I believe. The third, yeah. 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 26. Is that right? Correct. There you go. You see, done research. See, I've done research. Never know. Oh, there yeah. might be a surprise. There might be a surprise coming up. Who knows? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hello, it, darlings. Last, last year's happy birthday, Chinny. <laughs> Dead you'll have to wait and see. It's your birthday. Who knows? Who knows? How do you top that, though? Seriously. I know. That was pretty good. Can we just have that again? <laughs> um, so, what did you think of the game, Duke? Chilly. I wish you... Um... Uh... <laughs> You know, I wanted to like this game. It looked cute. When I looked at the list of the Summer Uprising games, this one was up there because it looked like it was the most entertaining. But the mechanism for sending the little dudes flying is really flawed. I had a lot of trouble with it, and I, you know, it's, it's, it's needlessly complicated. They should have found some simpler way to, you know, you aim with the left stick, and then you pull the right trigger to send them flying or something. It's just bad. Poor design on the game mechanic. Everything else is good. Didn't buy it. Moving on. Now, you see, I have to sort of disagree in a way because because the power's got a lot to do with how you do it and how else would you I do know, the power. I know, but I'm saying that they should let you choose one, two, three, or four power, not I have to get it a little... Because you have to measure mm. the power instead of pulling it all the way back. It's like I was saying about Forza with using a controller for controlling the brake and the gas. You don't always want to slam your foot on the gas or slam your foot on the brake, but it's really hard to tell the controller, I only want to pull the right thumbstick back two-thirds of too much power. Oh, no, I think I think once you get used to it, it's not too terrible. Once you sort of get, uh, I yeah, found it to be too terrible. Yeah, no. Once you get your head around it, you know it's fine. I've only had one mishap where I've sort of flicked it by mistake. You know, where you're sort of trying to adjust the power and sort of uh, that's just because awesome. Well, it's not because I'm awesome, but suck at having manual dexterity. <laughs> had a lot of trouble with it. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but I bought it, uh, and I've I've played a load of levels. I must admit, I've played a hell of a lot of it. Um, and what's cool as well, it has achievements. Have you seen these? Yes. <laughs> yeah, achievements. So you, you unlock mini games by completing challenges in the actual main game. And the first mini game I unlocked, I can't even remember what it was called now, but it was something like Bloodbath or something of that nature. And basically, the, the whole level revolved around having strategically placed circular saw blades all around the edge of the level. And then you had unlimited cute dudes. And you had to kill them as quick. You had to get like one on each saw blade as quickly as possible. And the whole the whole level was just covered in blood. I mean, when I'd finished, it was and I managed to and I played it again and again and got it down to about thirty seven seconds. Got a thing excites you, does it? It You just got like a lot of control. It happens on that board, huh? So funny. But I love the death. You've got a lot of power. And the death animations are so funny, especially when they land on the spikes. Um, yeah, they're cute. It is great. I like it. I thought it was excellent. I loved it. 
Oh, it's a lot of fun. And it, it does get a lot more complex. When you sort of get further in, it starts chucking springs in and switches and buttons and all sorts oh, of boy, crazy that's stuff. the thing that I was having trouble with is that it wasn't <laughs> complex enough. Oh, yeah, it becomes very... Because I thought it was fairly simple to begin with and then sort of maybe about ten levels in, it does start to ramp up a little bit and starts chucking all sorts of crazy stuff in. Uh, but it's good. Lots of rebounds and using walls to bounce off. and And that's where I think you need to have that precision on the power because... It's the difference between on the getting what? it right and getting it wrong. Of the position on the wall? Yeah, on the power. The power. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was great. What do you think, Chinny? Nope. Ah. Only me. Yeah, I win. Damn. Uh, no, I didn't like it. Like, I, I'm with Duke. Like, the control mechanics are too, like, ah, uh, no. <laughs> uh, it just doesn't click with me. It takes a little bit too much skill. And it's not. The, the, <laughs> I don't like games that require. Yeah, it's, it's it's like the ban the the barrier to for entry was just a little too high for me, and yeah. I was like, no, I just want to have fun. I, I mean, you may be right, Stu, that if we were to stick with it, we would end up loving it. But it's it's really counterintuitive. Yeah, you get used to it though. It does it does take a bit I of practice. I didn't get though. used to it. Yeah. Fair enough. Neither did I. Fair enough. Well, I liked it, so piss off. No, I'm only joking. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, But yes, we'll have another one next week as well. We've got another one. Maybe you'll like that better. Who knows? Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, So let's do some newsy stuff. Let's talk about stuff that's happened this week. And now it's time for the news. Uh, First thing I want to talk about, uh, some details have been released about Dead Rising 2 off the record. Dead Rising 2. Which, which pleases me an awful Sandbox lot. Sandbox. Yeah. Oh, God. It's like, why is it taking them this long to do this? Because that's all you want in Dead Rising, isn't it? You just, you just want to run around and kill zombies in any stupid way you can possibly think of doing it. Yes. Uh, you, you don't want to have timers and stuff to get. You just want to kill zombies. That's all you want to do. Kill. Kill them. Um, now it doesn't mention that it's. Uh, it can be dangerous if you just go around killing. Maybe I don't if it's care. just that, that, you. That's a lot of power. You see what they've <laughs> also done, man. which I really like. They've done the the sandbox. Share the power amongst. They should share the power. And power form sharing. a committee of some sort. It's going to be it's going to be a cheap game as well. It's going to be a forty dollar game. So that's yeah. cool. So it'll be about thirty pounds in this I country. Think I so. It's a fucking rinse and repeat. I know. I know. Uh, but it's also going to have this sandbox mode in co-op, and that's so cool. You've got to play this game, because fucking Dead Rising 2 is a bit shit. Come on. Yeah, I, I agree. I still liked it. I did like it. I didn't finish it, though. I was like, you I, I, It was too much like, work for me. Yeah, it was. Oh, I got to the stupid... There, there was a, like a boss on a motorbike uh, in the middle, and you had to kill him, and he just yeah, hit my head I in. That. I got, to that. Oh, yeah. got killed so many times, didn't you? There you just... go, we both gave up at the same... Did we? Was that the same spot you gave up at? Yeah, yeah. And he just kept played... running me over, and I was just like, ah! Oh. I played him, and there's another guy with the tiger, and I was like, done. Oh, and I got killed a few times off the guy in the toilet with a samurai sword as well. Oh, I didn't see him. Oh, yeah, I see him. There was a guy in a toilet with a samurai sword. Done. I was done. Yeah, I got like that. So anyway. Done, done, done. Uh, but this I'm more interested in because I like free roam and sort of being able to just wander yeah, around killing willy-nilly. And they are putting challenge sort of things in in the free roam so you can sort of click on them and do a little challenge if you want. So that's quite cool. Yeah, give it a bit of structure. So that's fine. So we're liking that. Um, next up. 
Yes. What do we have in next? Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Battlefield Three multiplayer. Full details. Battlefield multiplayer. Let me guess. There's going to be points on the map you have to capture, and then you go run around and kill people, and then capture other points on the map. There is. Oh, and there's also a rush mode where you go one point to another on the map. The more like you play, the more you unlock stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I feel sorry for you though, Duke, because the squads are still in place. Uh, of course they are. We Hold knew up. that years ago. Although, they are added in squad team deathmatch in this one. Didn't they have that last time? Mm, don't know. Don't know. Or I don't know. They have that in Bad Company, too. Don't know. But they're saying that, you oh, know, they're... Oh. He tells you a fact that he goes, I don't know. I don't know. I'm only telling you what he says it here. It could be true, Duke. I don't know. Well, the, the, the impression I get is that it isn't something that was in the previous games because they made a big finger out of saying they're going to have squad, squad death. No, I think it was, it was in Battlefield 2. I think they're just making it news that it's in this one as well. You know? yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff, a lot of vehicles and stuff. I don't know. I mean, are you excited for this? I guess you are. You know? So there you go. Duke. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I'm kind of excited. I don't know. I'm I'm really not burning with passion for either this or Modern Warfare Three at this point. I, I'm more into modern, look it swaps for me. Like, I, but I think Battlefield Three multiplayer is going to be great. I, I think I'm going to enjoy. It. I think me and Duke are going to spend many hours in that game enjoying it. Um, I don't think it's going to be revolutionary. I don't think Modern Warfare Three is going to be revolutionary. But I'm looking forward to both of them, especially playing Black Ops again. I'm looking forward to it's. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be one of the games I play around Christmas, rather than just, um, rather than just like play it day one, get into it, find out what it's all about. Just, just play it when I get around to it, kind of game. Well, let's let's just quickly go through the key features. You ready for this? Here we go. Uh, epic scale vehicle and infantry warfare. There you go. Great. Uh, infantry only close quarters warfare. Destructible, destructible environments. Yeah, never had that before. Um, squad-based team play, huge mm-hmm. persistent soldier carrier. What the hell does that mean? Any ideas? Persistence. Persistent soldier. What carrier? I don't know what that means. I, don't even I assume know what that it means. means that you have a character that you adjust over time, and you, you know. Don't know. Uh, okay. uh, customizable soldiers and kits, customizable vehicles, fully customizable weapons. Uh, soldier specializations, supported shooting, suppressive fire, quick reloads, multiple firing modes, uh, reviving teammates with opt-out option, uh, vehicles with regenerating health. You had that before? Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, unless, really. unless that's a perk. Don't know. How weird is that? I had that in Homefront. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, Infantry-only game setting, hardcore game setting, and assist scoring for successful team play. Whatever that means. Yeah, yeah, that, that's been in there before. So there you go. So they're not bringing a lot of new stuff then in that case, are they? It's just pretty much nah. the same. Nah, not really. It's pretty much the same stuff. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, next up, connect Star Wars uh, delay to ensure its full potential. Yeah, mm. good look at that. Uh, there's a, I haven't seen this demo before because we saw the E3 one. Have you said? Did you watch this demo on this this story? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw the, I saw the, not on this story. Sorry, I saw the E3 one. So no, well, this watch- is different. This is like a, oh, okay, you're controlling like this big beastie thing, um, but you, you you do all the walking motions and slam your hands down and stuff to hit stuff. In all right, the game. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a look now. Let's see. But it this. looks truly awful, and the the, the demo ends with it walking round in circles because either the camera stopped picking you up or it's just glitched or something. It it really doesn't look good. 
I've got to say. And That's uh, a problem. Well, I think the problem is it's like you know, Star Wars is huge, isn't it? Connect, they want yeah. a game on Connect that you know, and Star Wars, it's got to be sort of good, hasn't it? It's got to work. Yeah. And at the moment, it just looks anything but that. I mean, the demo at E3 was pretty terrible. Uh, but this looks even worse, if I'm being honest. It really doesn't look great at all. Um, so we'll wait and see, but uh, I think this is going to flop big time. I think it's it's going to be just I don't awful. think it's going to flop. I think it'll probably still sell well, because people like bad games sometimes. But no. I, I think um, it, it's just not going to be well re- well received. Uh, you know, as a a good game, it'll probably start sell well because it's Star Wars. You know, I think the other problem is they just can't get a a, a good way of controlling movement with Kinect. You know, if it's anything yeah. but on rails, you know, there's there's no way of doing it because on this, he has to twist sideways. Uh, what's it now? He's, he's what? What creature is he? Some I have no of... idea. I don't know what creature that is out of the Star Wars universe. I don't know. Don't know. No, it does not look good at all. It does not. Look fun. It just looks uncomfortable to to yeah. actually play. You know, it it's twisted. just bumped into a wall. Oh dear. Yeah, does that a lot. Oh. <laughs> it does that a lot because yeah, one thumbstick. That's all we need. Just a thumbstick. That's all we need, and then it would work perfectly well. But they're not going to do it because you don't need a controller because you are the controller. Oh my god, this is bad. It is bad, isn't it? It really isn't good. The thing is, though, it looks good, like graphics-wise. It looks yeah, it does look all right. It does, and it's destructible, and things are breaking, and all that sort of. Yeah, look, it's breaking down like the um, the little town, and there's like it looks super detailed. This would be cool if it wasn't a Connect game. Yeah, that's the problem. You know, they're trying to—I don't know—they're trying to shoehorn the Connect controls onto it that just don't work properly. God, this is. Oh, this is painful to watch. He's it just is. running around. He's not. He's so awkward to turn. You have to kind of shift your body to turn left, and you have to kind of patter your feet to walk. Uh, hmm. Really bad. Really I just bad. don't know. He's I just, just, yeah, he's just going around in circles now. He's just, yeah. The guy's just standing there, and the character on the screen is just moving around in circles, stuck. And I love the way he goes up to it at the end, like it's the camera's fault, you know, goes fiddles with the camera and then he finishes, but I don't know, I just, uh, I don't know how they can fix it. I don't know how it can be fixed, because I just don't think it works. I just don't think it works. Okay, yeah. next up. It just uh, won't give up with this Connect stuff, man. Well... They're going to try to shoehorn it into everything, and yep, they're going to end yep. up with stuff like this, and more stuff like this. Yep, yeah, yeah. I just don't know. I just don't know. Uh, oh, the next piece of news. Oh, oh dear. it's great. This Deadly Premonition maker working on a sequel and the new IP. Huh? I'm not surprised because that, that <sighs> game was a surprise hit. Like they didn't. I bet even they were shocked that it did so well. Ah, oh, it's great. I love it though. I love that game. So. Yes, we know you love that so game. Whatever they make, you're going to be there day one getting the I'm, sequel. I'm, but he said it might be a prequel. I like the idea of that. Oh, even better. Even better. Doing a prequel. Uh, but they're going to have more budget this time, aren't they? Yeah, they might get too big for their boots this time. You never know. We'll see. I mean, I, do you know what? I often think that because they had restraints and, you know, there was only, you know, they had to sort of use what they had and they'd start developing it on the PS2 probably in the first place. Yeah. Y- you know, I, I think that probably made it better in some ways because they had to pack a lot of other stuff in to get it, you know, because they couldn't rely on it looking good because it didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, so they had to be more creative, I guess. And, and I think that's part of the problem, isn't it? Once you get more money thrown at them, you know, there's a, there's a possibility that it might not be as good, you know, because they've not got those restraints making them work harder. But we'll see. Maybe. We'll see. 
But yeah, I'm I'm quite looking forward to this. But he's going to be excited, isn't he? Because he's like new IP, sequel, prequel. Oh, I'm going to make loads. Well, of... Like, you know, like weird, unique stuff like Catherine and stuff. People like that. Stuff. It's selling at the moment. Like, just like, seems to be popular again. Catherine is very anticipated. I've got to say, there's a lot of people looking. There's a lot of weird people in the world. What can I say? It's, it's going to be great. Uh, okay, next up, we need to talk about GameStop. What do we think of this GameStop with the PC version of so, Dead Sex? I don't know. Let me know what this is. So, ba- so basically, um, on live, put right. free va- well, or Square Enix, I guess, put a free voucher for on live version of Deus Ex in the PC copies of the game. Okay. Uh, as a sort of marketing thing for on live and they had a bit yeah, of a deal yeah. with them and all that sort of stuff. Sounds good, sounds Yeah, good. so you get your disc copy and then you can play it on live for free as well, which is cool. Uh, GameStop really didn't like this very much, so they told they sent an email to the like all those stores and told them to take the vouchers out of every PC copy of the game. Hmm. Um, and, and to be fair, uh, to be fair, sort of Square Enix sort of conceded and said, well, they should have made them aware that it was in there because it was a direct competitor to them and all this sort of stuff. Um, but yeah. Well, but, I don't know. Whatever. I don't know what I think, really. I just think it's a bit like, would it really matter? It's a bit desperate, man. What, I mean, yeah, seriously. Like, why? what is GameStop so scared of? Yeah, well, they, they even tried on live because they should know that there's nothing to be scared of. Well, it works. There's nothing wrong with on live as an actual thing. It works as long as you got a decent internet. Yeah, if you want. Yeah, if you have, if you live within ten miles of an on live game center and you don't mind playing games from 2003, it works great. It's a wonderful service. Well, it's got it's got Batman uh, Arkham City releasing on launch day. Uh, it's got quite a few new games coming. One of the most store. new games. No, Arkham City, when it comes out, is going to come out. I know, I know. What I'm saying is you'll have one new game. No, no, there's awesome. other, there is other stuff coming. Deus Ex, for instance, if you haven't noticed, because they're giving free vouchers for it. Right. All the, all the major games are releasing on OnLive this autumn, pretty much. There'll be a few okay. that aren't, obviously, but a lot of the major games are releasing on it. Well, I can't wait to play it on my Xbox. Yeah. Well, which is fine, and that's what I'm saying. But, you know, maybe they, need, they, they are worrying a bit. I don't know. Well, they must be, if they're you know, going to these sorts of lengths. Um... And then what happened then, once it, once it was revealed uh, that people knew they were doing this, and obviously people were complaining because they were getting the games with no wrappers on anymore, mm. uh, they've decided to pull all the PC versions off the shelves. So they've actually stopped selling the PC version of the game now. Wow. There's a bit of a, a rebuttal. It's bad. It I just GameStop look really bad. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's really good for them at all. The PC, the PC audience are very loud. Right, like they they like to kick off about things, um, so yeah, uh, I don't think this is the last we're going to hear from this. Like, there's going to be more. Yeah, I mean, I think I thought it was quite interesting because obviously you were talking about what happens if games become digital, mm. you know, and and obviously Murphy was was talking about you know you just get in the box with a voucher in and then you sort of put your code into your to your Xbox sort of thing. Um, I, I don't know why why you would bother doing that. If you could just no, download. you just download it. You it? just download it. Why would you bother? Exactly. You know, so I can understand why they're getting a bit twitchy uh, because it could spell the end for you know for physical games. But I sort of agree with you guys. I think that's a long time coming before it gets to that sort of level. Oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a while. But like, I, I think I think with like places like GameStop and stuff, they they won't go down without a fight. Oh um, no, sure. and there'll be some kind of system or something where. It'll slow it down. 
Because inevitably, that, that's what kind of slows down progress in technology, is money. You know, like, like the reason why we don't have electric cars and things like that, and hydrogen cars, it's money. It's all money. Like they want, they want money for oil, and they want to bleed as much as they can until it runs out, and then find out that we've got an alternative way of making cars run. And it's just money. Like, and that's the same thing with this. It's like they'll sell them as long as they can uh, until people stop buying them because yeah. they download them instead. Yeah, no, I, don't, I, I still think it's probably going to be a streaming service that'll sort of, yeah, be, not necessarily be. on live. No, I mean, look, that's how we get our films now and stuff like that. That's pretty much where everything's yeah. going to go. Because you don't have to physically store anything anywhere then, do you? You're just no. sort of playing it. Therefore, you, you won't lose the data. All you need is your account number. Yeah. Much. And, account. you know, you might have a little bit of storage for your saved games and that'll be it. Yeah. yeah. That'll so be I know, it. That, that sounds great. But, like, we're not there yet. I mean, people do still like physical discs. I still like them. But I'm not naive enough to realise that, like, they're going to be there forever because that's just the way it is. But in a way, in a way, it's not like, you know, because you made the reference to vinyl, didn't you? You know, it's like people like vinyl, but people like vinyl for different reasons because it's more tactile, isn't it? Yeah, but 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 it's it's the nostalgia, though, isn't it? It's like people, people, in 20 years, people will look at their discs and their game collections. But like, don't look at your Xbox collections. Look at how people look at their Super Nintendo collections. That's more of a better comparison because they're dated and you can see like the... Nostalgia value. People, yeah. you've got the angry video game nerd. He, he, he has a massive um, Nintendo collection of all these different things and coloured cartridges and collectibles. People go mad for that stuff. So, you know, people are, and in 20 years, people might look at the box art of Red Dead Redemption and be like, oh man, remember when they came in green sleeves and shit like that? Like, you know, it's, it, people will look back and remember these and save these things, but they'll be gone. They will. They will. Um, yeah, last bit of news. Last bit of news, and then I want to. I've got a bit of a topic that we can discuss, so that should be quite interesting. Uh, but yeah, Nolan North's going to be uh, doing the developer conference at Eurogamer uh, on the Saturday for Uncharted. Is he really? He really is. Oh wow! He really oh, is. Cool. So we get. To, we might get to meet Nolan North. We may well get to meet the. So, you know the thing that we should ask him. Nolan North, I, I love you in video games. I think you're really great. Um, but the best one, obviously. He's Portal 2. How long did you work on that for? <laughs> yeah, that is quite funny. I love that. I love that. Because he was cameo. in Portal 2. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He we just, should it's... just pick up a... Hey, what, was you, what was it like working on 50, 50 Cent Blood in the Sand, Nolan North? <laughs> just, just ask him something like that. He's well known in the video game world. I mean, he's got the ability to control a lot of what goes on in the video game world. I knew you was going somewhere with that because that's <laughs> completely false. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's an actor. Uh, and by the way, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim will be playable at Eurogamer as well. It's been confirmed. Right. Have you seen that yeah. picture from PAX of everybody lined up uh, to play Skyrim? I know, I know. Well, well it's going to take a long time. I can't imagine being in that crowd. There's this little hallway and like just surrounded by these sweaty nerds. Oh, my God. So, oh, there's lots to look forward to, I've got to say. Lots <laughs> to look forward to. It's going to be great. That's a nice segue. Uh, nice. But yes, by the way, talking of Skyrim, uh, yeah, they're going to allow marriages. Are you going to get married in the game then? Oh, yeah. thank God. Same sex marriages, even. And yeah, same sex as well. Uh, but apparently, you've got to sort of, you know, 
build up a relationship, make friends. Of course you have. Uh, just because you, you're going to have sex with a man and you're a man doesn't make it still easy. Yeah, you, you can go and have male sex, you know. You've got to exactly. build up a relationship first. Yeah. Uh, but apparently as, uh, you, they will become allies in the game and they'll come out fighting with you and stuff like that and on your quests. And That'd be embarrassing if you're not they will. Like, say, say if, you, if, you're, if you, you, you choose to be gay in Skyrim, right, and like you have a, like, sex with a man or whatever if you're a man, and... Yeah, you build up a relationship, great, that's all going swell. And then you have a fight, you go to battle, and your partner, right, comes along to help you, right, and the enemy's like, wait a minute, you're gay? Oh, look, this is not, this is not the time for bring this up, I was going to tell you tomorrow, um, <laughs> yes, I'm gay, it's a little bit awkward, but can we fight, please? Right? <laughs> That'd be cool if that ever happened in yeah. the game, I'd love that. But, yeah, it's going to be tough for me to play this game, I'm, I'm going to try it, but... I don't know. Oh, because it's gay? No, not because it's gay. Oh, are you gay? <laughs> I know, I know. Not I'm because just... it's gay. You a homophobe. It's Jeez. because it's gay. <laughs> well, you don't want to have gay sex while you're playing this game? I don't mind Come having on. gay sex. It's the, the, the gay part, <laughs> right? Gay, the gay part is elves and magic and shit. Is it a gay thing? Is that the problem? <laughs> I'm not using the term gay as actual gay, but you know, you know what I mean. Uh, but yes, I'm looking forward to it. Now it'll be interesting to see because up till now, you know, I, I still don't think that games deal with relationships that great. So let's see what they do this time. Hopefully, it'll not just be a case of giving them a few necklaces and then they're all yours. Who knows? Well, once I met this guy, gave him a necklace all over me. <laughs> all over me. Wouldn't leave me alone. Is that what happened? Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Who'd have known? Stuart Fowler, last year year ago. Ah, <laughs> very funny. I've still got the necklace, actually, as you say. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yes, before the break, uh, I'd like to just talk about having read, you know, Extra Lives and stuff. Uh, and we, we've sort of vaguely touched on this before, but which games have, have moved you most on an emotional level? Now, I know what Duke's going to say straight away. <laughs> of course, everyone knows what I'm going to say. Yeah. Section 8. There you go. It's such a deep emotional story, see. So go on. So so, Chini, we'll start with you because you know Duke's going to be predictable. But what <laughs> what's what's moved you on a on an emotional? Le- have you been moved playing a game? You know, made you feel something other than just like I'm just pushing buttons and shooting stuff. Portal Two did that for me. I think. Uh, yeah, definitely Portal Two. Just because, like, when I first played Portal and Portal One as well, definitely. But when I first played Portal. Like, I didn't really know anything about the characters or anything. And when when I started Portal 2, I was so invested in the characters and the world. Like, that anything extra that happened, I was just like, whoa, this is what they're doing with the story. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's, it, it, so, yeah, I think Portal 2 is, is the closest, like, the most recent example. I think Call of Duty 4 as well. When Dude, can you play the spoilers? I think um, Call of Duty 4, when you die in the nuclear blast, um, that, 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 that was kind of like, whoa, like, didn't see that coming, you know, moment. I, I enjoyed that moment. So, yeah. And, and GTA 4, of course, when I chose to be, I, I killed Dwayne. Like, that was the biggest one, yeah. I killed Dwayne. And I, I regret it to this day because everything you do that you have to, you have to kill one person. And it was so obvious that I had to kill Playboy, but I killed Dwayne because I thought Playboy would give me more stuff. And it was actually the opposite way around. I killed Dwayne, and everything about that moment was just horrible. Like I had to go in, 
Um, I had to like shoot his dad. Um, and then Dwayne didn't run away. He just kind of went, I can't believe you're doing it. Like, I thought you was my friend. And I did it. And it was bad. Like, I felt, I felt bad. And I just, it was so bad. Like, I felt horrible. And then Playboy just went, I'm going to bounce you. So, uh, oh, just when, when I played it again and killed Playboy, it was just, I should have done that because you get his house and he was a prick. Oh. And you didn't feel bad anymore that time, did you not? No, but I, I shouldn't have killed Dwayne. I regretted it. I think I think there's two for me um, that sort of really moved me on an emotional level, uh, and the f- the first one, and this is a big spoiler, and I don't know what I've I've sort of spoken about because you may play this, so now I'm feeling even bad sort of mentioning it. But at the end of Shadow of the Colossus, I I I actually cried. I really did cry. I was quite upset. Got to say, know how to pull on the heartstrings? Oh, big time! Honestly, I really felt like quite, and it was it was one bit. It was it was sort of. And it's really hard to sort of describe it without actually saying what happened, I guess. Uh, but then I'm I'm guessing you'll play this, Ginny. So I don't really want to spoil it for you. Um, but not. But suffice to say, there's something happens at the end, and it just made me feel so sort of like bad. Uh, and it's nothing to do with the characters, really. Not the main character, anyway. Uh, but yeah, that was really cool. Uh, and the other one, the the so one that I, I turned down my volume then because all right, I never mentioned it. I never actually mentioned. Oh, it. that's okay. And then I realised I've got to edit the show. So yeah, so you'll it hear it anyway. Uh, and then the the other one uh, was when when Rex died in in Mass Effect. Ah, uh, because I didn't. What I think at the time it happened, I was like gutty because he died, and I really liked him as a character, and I thought he was really brilliant. Liked, that's why they that, that's why they did that with him because right. Like. But but what made it worse? What made it worse was when someone said to me, "Well, you can, you know, if you've got your speech high enough, you can talk him out of doing it." And I was like, "What?" So uh, and and when I found out that it was avoidable, I felt even more upset about it. I guess, mm. you know, I felt really upset about it. Um, another spoiler one, spoiler one, but Bioshock, uh, would you kindly moment? Mm-hmm. Brilliant. That, yeah, that, and I didn't feel upset about that. I felt. I felt a bit sort of disgusted Sick. at what yeah. happened. Sick. Yeah. But you felt I felt played. You felt played. Yeah. You felt, yeah. yeah. I felt dirty, man. I felt like I can believe I've, I've been. Felt for it. Yeah. I've been manipulated so well and didn't even realize it. Oh, uh, thinking about it now, sorry. I still regret killing Wayne. Dwayne. Do oh, you? Sorry, Dwayne. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> so sorry, dude. Funny. That was so funny. I think. I think the main thing is, though, there's not that many games that do sort of... No, but when they do... But when wow. they do it right, you know, when they get it right, you know, it is it is quite impressive, you know, when they sort of do something that makes you feel something other than just, I'm pushing a button here. You know, that is that is really quite cool. Uh, and obviously, you know, we can't talk about this, I guess, without mentioning Red Dead Redemption, you know? Yeah, we can't uh, talk... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They ended to Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we'll leave it at that because, you know, if you have That's played... That's a moment, man. It, when it, that happened, I was like... Uh, yeah, yeah. So, Ju, what about you then? Come on. Eco. <laughs> really? It really oh. is. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's and it's so much more impressive because there's very little communication. The two characters don't speak the same language. So, to show that connectivity, that friendship, that, you know, relationship there... Uh, without words, in in some ways, it makes it more powerful because it's 
deeper than you know just talking. It goes so to it has, a place beyond talking. Is it a moment that has a lot of power? It really does have a lot of power. No one game should have all that power. Power. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm I'm schwitzing here because my computer is apparently burning up. Like I'm touching the case of it, and I mean it's a metal case, and it's really really hot. And I'm paranoid now that it's going to start melting on the desk or something like is that. Is this your new cheap computer? No, this is a computer that I just got the new disk drive put into. It's is this ridiculous. the Mac? Is this the yeah. Mac? Yeah. I just had it fixed because the disk drive wasn't working. And now it's burning up and I got some temperature program. And it's telling me that internally it's like 90 degrees at my CPU. I'm like, what is uh, that? Oh, dear. Oh, well, if you, if you disappear again, we'll know why. <laughs> I'm so and sick also, of this. And also, uh, I don't think we're going to get through many podcasts anymore without Duke making it to the end. Like, I know, so, I, don't I know. know. What's up with this? If it sets on fire, just let us know. <laughs> well, the screaming should help. <laughs> uh, any other games for you, Duke? Emotional. Um, uh, you know, Riven in some ways. I think Riven, um, and actually, you know what? The third one, Exile, um, is probably the most emotionally potent because the bad guy ultimately isn't pure evil. You get to see other sides of him and you sort of feel some pathos for him. So I think that's good when a game can do that and show you that the bad guy isn't pure evil, isn't, you know... I don't know, in a way Infamous sort of had that. Yeah, I guess. I I think the problem is with most games, though, you know, a lot of the characters just sort of cardboard cutouts, aren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, as as hard as, as sort of Gears of War tried to be emotional in the second one, you just didn't care. I just didn't care. No. Oh, Gears you know. of War, yeah, yeah. yeah. It didn't, didn't really happen. No, because... It, they, it, they forced it upon you, though. It's like, please cry now. Kind of yeah. Thing. It, was, it, was, it was to the point where me and Marsha, who I was playing with, just joked about it. You know, it, it, mm. it was just, like, kind of laughable, like, the effort they went to, so... Yeah, and I, and I think that's it. I think that's part of the problem, really, isn't it? Because you've got to, you've got to really care about the character, and there's some sort of connection there. And a lot of the time, there just isn't, is it? You, well, you don't care of... about. You like the characters in Gears War, yeah, but you don't really care about them. You know what I mean? Like because they're just dumb, massive blokes in armor. You don't like. Oh, I hope they get through. You know. And I think that's some of the problem with something like Halo, because, I mean, again, at the end of that, they tried to be, you know, Halo 3, they tried to, you know, get all this emotional response out of you, but you don't even really know who he is. He's just I think people do care about Master Chief because he's such a mystery. Like, he's such a, like, a... He's just so cool, you know. I, I, I don't think people care on him in, a, like, a, a terribly high emotional state. But, they, you know, they, do, they, they want him to be okay, because especially with Halo 3, because that was the last one for, like, of that trilogy. And people thought, oh, maybe they will kill him off. You don't know, do you? Like, maybe they will. And that's why people cared. Because if they, if they do, that, that's no more Master Chief then. So, I don't know. It's a little bit different. But I see what you're saying. Like, yeah. He's not a massively emotional character to get involved with. I think that the other one for me um, that sort of always stands out, and it's a bit of a weird one really, I guess, uh, is Gordon Freeman. And I think that's because... Uh, I mean, have you ever played the original Half-Life? Have you ever played the first game? Me, yeah. Yeah. You see, I've, I think that first bit where it sets it up and he's just this sort of dude who turns up at the science labs and then everything goes wrong, you know, and it's like the first half an hour, nothing really happens, does it? You sort of wander around, you have to go and put your suit on and then go down to the lab to do the experiments and all that sort of stuff. And I think even though he never says anything... um, 
I always I always found myself worrying about him all the time, you know, worrying about getting killed, but not me getting killed as a player, but sort of him getting killed as Gordon Freeman. Which sounds a bit weird, really, I guess, and I don't know why. There's, there's no such thing as... Like, I don't care about Gordon Freeman, because Gordon Freeman is basically you. Like, like you, you're, acting, you're acting out Gordon Freeman's life, so I don't really... Maybe that's why, I don't know. I don't really care about... I don't think... When I'm playing Half-Life, I don't think I'm Gordon Freeman. I think I'm Mike Chin, I, I'm going through the situation. You know, so really and I think the other the other thing that's weird about Gordon Freeman, and I don't know whether it is or not, I don't remember there being any mirrors at all in in Half Life Two. Well, that, that's purposely done. Yeah, purposely done because uh, the, the, the Gabe talks about that. that there's no mirrors in Half Life because they, they want you to really like be involved with the character. Because mm. basically, Gordon Freeman is a shell. That's all he is. He's just like a, a shell that you enter. And no, that's you... Portal. But you can see shell though. Can't you? <laughs> You know what yes. she looks like. You know well, you have to see Shell because that's part of the game. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in whereas in Half Life, you apart from the box art, you know, you might not look like that at all. You know, you just see him because yeah. that's what he looks like on the box art. You, you, you kind of know yeah. that he's a male. Uh, you kind of know that he's a scientist kind of guy, so you expect him to kind of not look like a typical marine guy. And apart from that, that's it. Yeah. Well, I think the reason why he doesn't talk is more of a mechanical reason. Like back in the day. And then they've just stuck with it. Um, I don't know, like the whole mute character kind of. Like, I'll go back and forth for I like it or not. Um, I don't think he'll ever talk though, no matter what happens. No, no, no. It'd be weird if he talked, but like I, I, as we go for, as we progress forward, I don't know if we should stick to the muted characters. I don't know. I don't think we'll see many more of those, to be honest. No, they're a bit dumb, especially like when they change it up in Dead Space. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm going to talk now. Or in on Homefront, there's a bit on Homefront where you get separated from the group. All right, and they go, oh my god, he's dead. And like, if he could talk, he would just say, no, I'm not, I'm fine. Like, I'm still <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm fine. It's all right, it's just a scratch. <laughs> and in Fear, in fear 2, where like, the same thing's like, oh, there's a little girl over here. If you could talk, you'd say, go away from the girl, she's freaky, go away. Like, just go in the other direction. But he doesn't, he just says nothing and just listens to the person. Which is the same, in Fear 3, you don't talk either. The, the other character does. Uh, but you but you don't. It's a really weird game choice. It's like, it's one of these tropes that's stuck around. But what's what's quite interesting in Fear Three, they almost they, they try and justify it by you know because he was you know had psychic trauma when he was a kid and that's why he doesn't say anything. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, so they try and sort of justify. The other weird thing and I didn't mention this about Deus Ex. There's no mirrors in that either, mm. uh, which is interesting. And one of one of like there is a mirror in your apartment because you have like an apartment in the in the game. Uh, but it's, the, the mirror's smashed, and it even weaves that into the story because you're waiting for it to be fixed. But there, in any bathroom in the game, there are no mirrors, which is just a little bit weird. Mm. So maybe they couldn't be asked doing the reflection thing. Maybe. Couldn't be bothered. Very odd. But is even Duke, if you... is, is Duke frying eggs on his laptop yet? Or... <laughs> I don't know, maybe. He's trying to figure out what to do about it because <laughs> this, is, this is not right. It's we're we're podcasting and Duke is trying to fix his Mac as we're podcasting. <laughs> uh, well, on that, on that point, I think we should take a break. Uh, Duke, yeah. can, Duke can waft his uh, computer or put a fan on it or something to try and cool it down. Uh, and then when we come back, we've got a list which I which which amuse me, as you'll find out, and you'll know exactly why when we when we do our list. Uh, so let's have Surface Lizard, who is talking about Deus Ex, uh, and when we come back, we'll do a list. It served me right to suffer. It served me right to be alone. Because. 
of my mind, I'm still living in the days of past and gone. Crossman. Looks like you two need a lesson in crossing the road. My little friend is going to show you how. We won't be there when you cross the road, so always use the green cross road. Hello, darlings. I am Surface Lizard. No, really, I am. This week, I have been playing Blade Runner. All those moments will be lost. In time, like tears in rain, time to die. Sorry, sorry, I meant Deus Ex Human Revolution. Sorry. Now, let me cover my back like an abject coward and mark this piece as more of a a first impressions than a considered overview, foreplay as opposed to a night of passion. Whilst the game will have been out for a week by the time this podcast actually airs, at the time of recording, I personally have only had the game for two days, and I have to do things like work for a living and wash, so please understand. However, we are about to enter the main parade of the costly golden path to Christmas. Human Revolution is the first of many solid gold top-of-the-pops blockbusters to emerge, so it makes sense to give the old girl some attention before she gets swarmed with other releases, or the old girl maker sounds like a derelict old steamship. You get the analogy, otherwise don't. My first problem with the game is the name. Personally, I can't seem to pronounce it without making Deus Ex sound like Deus Sex, which means sex with God. Conceptually dark stuff, especially as I'm an atheist. Sex with the universe? That's quite an undertaking even for Ron Jeremy, let alone a pathetic sputum like myself. It's fair to say that the plot of Human Revolution flagrantly rips off Robocop as well as dismal E.T. Con Mac and Me. Although without the bit in Robocop where Leon gets exploded by a car after a dip in some toxic waste. So, good cop meets bad people, gets killed, gets new metal bits, has existential crisis, eats baby food, I lied about Mac and Me. One of my major concerns with the game, at least thus far, is that the protagonist, Adam Jensen, as a character, I find less than inspired. He certainly suffers from the cardinal sin of video game characterization, of being paper-thin and derivative. Jensen is really a poor attempt to capture the gruff Marlboro man call of Solid Snake and Clint Eastwood. Instead, Jensen is a rather effete man attempting to affect a macho voice, a bit like me. With all due respect, Major, I'll expect two security details waiting for us on the tarmac. No, we won't be going through the terminal. It's too exposed. Yes. I'm glad you understand. Good night, idiot. Something wrong? No, not for me it isn't. But you keep pulling on that necklace, Dr. Reed, and you're gonna break it. Seriously? They may as well have given the part to Chris Eubank. If it's wrong, one should train six, seven days a week. One should train twice a day. 
regardless of one should train in the correct way. One shouldn't waste their perspiration. This is my frame of mind. Jensen is also unapologetically based on a merge of William Gibson's cyberpunk cool and Neo from The Matrix, right down to the perpetual I augment shades and the impractical but suave trench coat. Now, of course, this is pure opinion for me, but despite the brilliance of the game universe, I couldn't help but feel divorced when I had to experience it via the proxy of try-hard wannabe Jensen. It's a shame they weren't able to augment him with a personality. Human Revolution is a game as much of environment and transhumanism as it is of combat stealth. I always found, thus far, the pace of combat shifts incredibly. Patience also is not only a virtue, but a necessity. Unless you want to try and blaze your way through a level like a London riot or after some new Kappa tracksuits, waiting, watching and attacking from the shadows is the order of the day. In the beginning of the game, stun weapons are definitely your best bet for a stealthy takedown. Now, in the game, there are some sections that completely eschew that and force you to go all out postal worker bullet crazy, but I found that you can normally forecast these out ahead of time and prepare accordingly. Human Revolution is effectively the player's game. Stealth is a vital, valuable tactic, but not one that can be relied upon entirely in the game. Then again, if you've got the patience of a child on Christmas morning and you want some frenzied piranha carnage, then you can upgrade Jensen's legs so he can jump 9 meters in the air and pair that with the incredible Icarus landing system which creates an incredible glowing energy field around Jensen before he hits the ground which allows him to jump off buildings damage free which is a great way to try suicide for the depressed but the cowardly if you want to fight you can upgrade your arms to steady your aim and also pair that with some lovely dermal armor maybe you want to use some charisma and sweet talk your way through the game in which case you can always implant a social enhancer. This serves to analyze other characters and allows you to emit pheromones which help you to get what you want, but never a free cheeseburger, bizarrely enough. Then again, those who do prefer to wax misanthropic and covert can head into the shadows and find a cloaking system and hacking skills invaluable. However you choose to play Human Revolution, an incredible cover mechanic and very unpredictable enemy behavior system enhance the approach, but it does require patience. I already said that, sorry. I often found myself hiding behind a crate with the blood pumping trying to learn the enemy's routine, which is especially tense when you're finding your way through areas loaded with patrols, turrets and cameras, and the reward isn't just the satisfaction of getting through a zone undetected along the way. If you look out and take excursions, you can loot offices, find weapons, items and a huge amount of story content. I often found myself in a spot where I was debating whether I should take the risk for a reward. Almost every environment will dangle tasty carrots in front of the player, or parsnips, I never really cared for carrots. Some were obtainable from the outset and some will require you to backtrack once you've increased and augmented your skill set. But for a game based on freedom, Human Revelation does grind to a halt when you encounter the bosses, such as they are. These moments are comparatively disappointing and feel very gamey, utterly out of place amid the sense of freedom given elsewhere. The freeform approach of the game is winnowed down to pure murder. 
you can experiment with the best ways to bring your augmented foes down, but they're always removing your free will and turning the game into a calculated boss fight. You may want to play the entire game without killing anyone, but the bosses have to die even if you want to let them live, which surely completely contradicts the whole ethos of the game in the first place. Still, to sound like Gandhi, it's not all about the fighting. Being a story-driven experience, Human Revolution has a very in-depth and robust dialogue system. Unlike real life, in Human Revolution, your choices here have meaning. There are even segments where you can use your brain and intuition to try and persuade someone to your point of view. Hacking, also a prominent feature in the game, more prominent than you actually might think. Even from just a law perspective, there are hundreds of terminals you can find or hack passwords to to get an extra glimpse into the world. It actually pays to develop your hacking skills and augment them with the stealth elements. Thankfully, mercifully, the hacking system is a lot more versatile than that was in Bioshock, which was nothing more than watching a snake urinate, or so it seems to me. You might think the whole array of choices given to you in Human Revolution could be as overwhelming as trying to choose a chocolate bar in a shop when you're aching for a sugar hit. But, but your choices are what makes Human Revolution special. Who you talk to, how you solve a puzzle, and how you complete a mission all have a subtle effect on the story like ripples in a river. For example, from my experience at the end of the first mission, you get to talk to your target. If you shoot him, well done, mission finished, golden handshake and carriage clock. If you don't, if you let the quarry escape, you get the wrath of your boss, the annoying David Sarif, but later on in the game... I've got every inclination he's going to show up with some interesting deviations that will lead me on to a different path in the game. Besides which, David Sarif is an idiot anyway with an arm looks like he's had it above cow's ass for the last year. For the diligent and the completest, side missions populate every locale. These aren't the maligned fetch quests or kill me 20 rats from other RPGs. Each mission, like a good cake, has several layers to it. Or like a good toilet paper and not that budget own brand that your fingers always go right through. Side missions always have several angles to be explored, or not, several perspectives to consider, and always several possible outcomes that often tie into the greater mission at hand in often unexpected ways. To my annoyance, none of them included Captain Birdseye. Exploring the cities themselves, you could argue that the cities are human revolution. I know it doesn't sound like an enthralling activity, but the soaring architecture, effectively again, playing Blade Runner-esque environments packed with gleaming high-tech architecture, but there's also a real sense of melancholy just around the corner. Every character in the game, whether it's a tramp digging through the trash or a security guard can be talked to. You know, I love talking to tramps. Something about the meths gives them a unique insight on reality. You may get a canned response, or the character may actually seek to help offer up a secondary mission. One thing that bothered me during the game is the fact that Jensen's abilities augments require energy to use. And if you run out of energy, don't worry, you can go into your inventory and eat an energy bar. So stop for a snack, recharge your batteries. Now, is that really how augments are going to work in the future? Or is that more like a forced gameplay mechanic? Put it this way. I tried to charge my mobile phone with a Mars bar, and I was less than impressed with the results. Human Revolution is an intelligent, eloquent, sophisticated piece of future noir entertainment that has been brilliantly, perfectly crafted to take you away from your mundane life. 
As Elven Tyrell in Blade Runner said, the light that burns twice as bright burns half as long. But Human Revolution looks to burn very brightly and for quite some time. Anyway, I'm off to augment my utter lack of social skills so I can go and meet beautiful, beautiful Canadian women. Surface Lizard, signing out. Be seeing you. Because when I think of all the things I've got to do, I just get depressed. And I'd rather go to bed, so good night. I'm a great big old Hector saying good night. So yeah, there we go. Surface Lizard gave his views on Deus Ex. And I've got to say, I agree with mostly everything he said, really. Although... Like I said earlier, it took me a while to get into it, but I'm enjoying it now. So there you go. So thank you for that, Surface Lizard, as always. Uh, So yeah, to finish out tonight, we've got a couple of emails. We've got a couple of emails. Uh, So we'll quickly do those. And and then we... Whoa, that rules. Okay, here we go. Uh, first one, quick one. This one's from Morag, uh, otherwise known as Diamond Dave. Diamond Dave. Uh, and he says this, What makes a good first-person shooter player? Uh, is it time spent playing? Is age a factor? Or can you become a better player as you go along? Cheers, Diamond Dave. Hmm. 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 Well, uh, I'm pretty crap. Uh, sort of. I'm I'm okay single player first person shooters, but multiplayer I'm pants at. Um, so I'm probably not a good example. Maybe age is a factor. I don't know. I think age is a factor. Um, uh, you don't have to be terribly young to do it, but I think anything below twenty four, maybe maybe below thirty, then uh, you you know you could probably compete with some of the best. Uh, time spent playing is definitely a factor because you have to learn maps, you have to learn uh, weapons, like the best weapons, the best bursts, the best spots, the best way to shoot them, how much you have to shoot them, when you have to reload, where you throw the grenade. So time spent playing, yep. And yeah, you can always be become a better player. The best way to become a better player is to play with good people, play with people that um, that have the right attitude, play with people who don't piss and moan when they're losing but don't go mad when they're winning. Uh, because if they're pissing mad when they're losing, what often happens when people go, oh shit, too much, when they're, like everybody does it, but when they do it too much, it brings the whole kind of team down and it slows everyone down and people don't want to play anymore and it makes them play worse. Um, so yeah, that, those are more kind of factors. Ah, there you go. There you I don't go. know what Duke thinks with his red yeah, box. Yeah, what do you think, Duke, with your red box? <laughs> um, I, uh, I don't know, I'm having trouble concentrating. I, I can it, tell. Um, we can tell a lot. It's it's a matter of you know. Are you talking about multiplayer or single player? No, just being a good. I'm assuming he means more multiplayer. I would think. It's it's about player player. having fun with it. It's about um, not taking it too seriously. It's about um, getting used to a certain. You know, figuring out which kind of gun you want to use. Because for a long time, I was a, a machine gun user. And I just hated having to reload all the time. So I was just like, I'll use the machine gun and then I'll duck down out of sight when I need to reload. But these days I'm all about the M16 and being really, really precise. And I'm having more fun with it. So, I don't know, trying out new things and, yeah, stuff like that. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. And like I say, just, en- just enjoy them. That's the best thing to do. You know? And if you, if you don't like multiplayer, just don't play them like I do. You know? well, he obviously I'd- does. 
Well, I guess. I guess. Just practice. Practice if makes perfect. If you don't like first-person shooters, then get to log them. Yeah. Um, and thanks, the, thanks, Dave, for Yeah, thank you for that. And the other mm-hmm. email's from uh, Johnny Fartpants. And he says this. Uh, Good afternoon, you fine people, you. Uh, I have a code that I would like to offer you for a lovely listener. It is for Cod Blops on the PS3. I have just recently purchased a PS3, and I am in love. What a beautiful piece of kit. Hmm. I finally got to see what all the fuss is about regarding Uncharted 2, Heavy Rain, etc. Uncharted is sublime. A stunning achievement in gaming blew my simple little mind. Yep. Heavy rain is installing as we speak. <laughs> Freaking oh, up. Oh, no, no. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, Freaking updates every time I put in a new game. Ah, oh, well, small price to pay for the beauty of our arts. Uh, oh, yeah, the code, right? It's for Black Ops First Strike map pack. Four maps and new zombie shenanigans. Uh, the code is... Shall I just read it out and the first person who gets it gets it, I guess? Yeah, so if you play Black Ops on the PS Triple uh, and you don't have the DLC... Enter this code in. Yeah, put this code in. So the first person who listens, who wants it, here we go. It's N-L-L-J-4-F-N-N-F-K-D-3. So you might have to rewind a few times and write that down, but the first person who gets it, gets it, I guess. Uh, Anyway, it goes on to say, I hate online COD, partly because I'm cack, but mostly because of footwits. Uh, Feel free to do what you want. Uh, Codex expires on the 30th of the 4th, 2013, so hurry up. Mm, uh, <laughs> love the show. Love all you funny, funny men. Chinny, why do you get so wound up over Suda51? He He's is hilarious. He's, He's hilarious. He's uh, Shadows of the Damned was awesome. He is Japanese, after all, so a paedophilic tendency is inbred in their culture. Uh, made me laugh, you did, stew. Stop saying, so there you go, 14 times every show. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Duke... Your outbursts get me lolling every time. No one says idiots and stupid with such vitriol and passion as you do. Uh, keep up the great work. Ooh, heavy rain is ready. Gotta go. Johnny oh, Farpants. <laughs> so there you go. So thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, Yay, thank yeah, you. Very cool. So somebody has got a code there, but we don't know who. If you get the code, email in and let us know. And then we know who got it and then we can say... Uh, so there you go. That's it for that. Uh, so we have got a list to finish off tonight. So I'm going to hand over to you, Chini, as the standard list person. Uh, yep. Where you go? Wait a minute. I'm eating. Okay. <sighs> what okay. You, what are you eating? Is it good? What is Crisps. it? Crisps. Ah, Crisps. Yeah. Okay. It's nice. So top ten. This is right up Stu's. Back alley. Top <laughs> ten most memorable toilets in video game history. Yes, that's right. <laughs> If you wanted to know the best toilets in video games, you have come to the right podcast. None of that, you know, what do games mean in this podcast. Um, so at number 10, we have the toilet from Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> I don't think I've ever oh, ban- seen Banjo-Kazooie, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's a talking toilet in Banjo-Kazooie. It's uh, pretty cute. I remember it on the Sin 64. Not a lot of people play that game. Well, uh, not on anybody on this podcast. So, so we'll move on. Uh, Duke Nukem 3D is number 9 and the reason why this is number number 9 is because uh, you're looking through the stalls in the game and then all of a sudden there's an alien on the toilet <laughs> that is quite funny <laughs> uh, number 8 I don't know this one No More Heroes 
this is funny. Yeah, Suda51 yeah, game. This is what the blurb says. Uh, Namal Heroes has, was two things, weird and difficult, two things that Stu likes. Uh, in advocacy of his weirdness, during the process of saving your game, the main character would take a seat on the toilet and, well, do what you do typically on the toilet. So every time you save the game, I, I assume uh, you have a shit. You did. What was interesting, though, um, just before every boss fight, uh, there was a toilet to save your game. Nice. But every toilet was individual to the place where you were. So there was like lots of, like one, for instance, you have to fight in this. It's like a graveyard with a, like a haunted house type thing in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the toilet's in like a wooden shack at the side mm. uh, before you go into the house. So it, it was all contextual, which always made me chuckle. It was one of the things that made me laugh. And yeah, yeah, save on the toilet. Why not? <laughs> Number seven. Or number 007, as we should say, is GoldenEye 007, a game that I loved. Uh, it's the toilet out of it. It's on the, the second level facility. There's a guy having a piss, uh, and you shoot him in the head from the, the air duct. And it says, why you'd remember it. You play GoldenEye 007, that's about it. I honestly don't see how anyone could remember that game and not recall uh, the opening of facility. Uh, in fact, that's all some people remember about it. Uh, why you wouldn't... Uh, if you played GoldenEye, then I assume that you suffered some sort of amnesia. Uh, I'd probably get that checked, so why well, you wouldn't remember it, there's no reason. Do you know what's interesting about that screenshot, though? What? That that toilet is over his waist height. That, either that block... No, he's kneeling down. Oh, is he? I was going to say, yes. he's either very, very small, or that toilet is giant. No, he's, kneeling, he's kneeling down. He's kneeling down. <laughs> um, uh... Come on, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, number come six. on now, come on now. That's probably what's blowing up the computer. I'm saying uh, Number six, The Sims. I'm just going to read this out next. I don't know what he's going to say. Uh, there's nothing like fun of trapping a man in a small room with only a toilet for company. You watch as he yells to the sky, cursing the malevolent god uh, that pulls him in such a position, and then it starts to rain inside the house because you forgot to add a roof. Uh, yeah, so just trapping people. With a toilet. <laughs> in The Sims. And that Brilliant. is fun. Number five, Deus Ex makes an appearance, but the original Deus Ex, few games are um, as immersive as Deus Ex was. Actions had consequences, although some were more serious than others. For example, during the first time inside something HQ, you could wander accidentally, I swear, into a woman's bathroom, only to find it occupied by a woman named Shannon, who would then berate and threaten to report you. Turns out she does actually put in a complaint as you as you're scolded by your boss during your mission briefly shortly afterwards. So uh, you sneak to a lady's bathroom and your boss gives you a bollocking for it. So yeah. Uh, number four is a game that we've all played, I think. Here we have. <laughs> it's a game called Don't Shit Your Pants. <laughs> it's a game where you where you uh, have to it's a it's a word same people who made try not to fart. <laughs> it's it's a word game, uh, but it's, it's like a text-based game where you try not to shit your pants. So there's pretty much that's it, really. <laughs> that, so that, is, that is it. Uh, number three is a game that me and Stuart played. It's called Mad World, and Mad World was an underrated brawler. It sold around six copies, according to uh, PickyMail.com. Probably about right. <laughs> Uh, basically, there was an execution that you could do with the toilet where you just stuffed them down, flushed them, and it just turned them into a massive bath of blood. Lovely. Uh, <laughs> lovely. Number two. Uh, number two was Fallout 3. Um, yes. Because basically, they, they were 
they, they was radiated and they, they was booby trapped and there was lots of them. That's pretty much why, right? Well, and yeah. and you could drink from them apparently. Well, you that's could the drink only from place them. you could get some water sometimes to heal yourself. Yep. Have you done that? Can I ask if you both of drunk course. from the toilet? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been there. We've all you been see, there. You have a choice. You see, I never ate anything or drank anything in Fallout 3, ever. Why you so hungry? You played it for three hours, that's why. No, no, I played it for about 30 hours, and I never drank or ate anything. I don't know what you're talking about. Because, well, well what I did, right, I had a house where, you know where the mines are? There's like that, that sort of town where all the mines are. And oh, I broke... Absolutely. I don't know, I can't remember what it was called, but there's the, the, where the guy with the sniper rifle is at the beginning. Yeah, I know where that is. Just, yeah. uh, and there's one of the houses you can go in there, and there's beds in it, and all I used to do uh, when I sort of got injured was fast travel there, have a quick sleep, and then carry on playing. So I never actually ate or drank or did anything like that. I don't know how you can stop in the middle of an adventure and go sleep. Well, that's what I used to do. I just used to fast travel there and then travel back to wherever I was. really interrupt my enjoyment of the game. I do that every time I got hurt. I got shot. Excuse me. I'll be back in 20 hours. Go to sleep. I need a nap. Well, you didn't. You only had to sleep for an hour. And then you were healed in everything. You just sort of fast traveled back to wherever you were. I accidentally cut my arm off. Or you could bring some food with you and eat that and get healed. Yeah, maybe. I accidentally cut my arm off and I (laughs) fell asleep. Woke up. Fine. (laughs) Number one on this terrible, terrible list that she thinks is brilliant. (laughs) <laughs> is Half-Life 2 yeah. and ripping the toilets from the walls and smacking them in, in uh, the combine's face and there was even an achievement on the Xbox 360 for called Flushed. flushed and I, got, I got that achievement. Yeah. So there you go. There you Top go. 10 most memorable toilets. Well, hey. The there you go. I remember the Fear 2 toilets being... I mean, because there are a number of places where you could open them up and then there'd be somebody dead on one of them or something and like blood everywhere and like... That was kind of freaky sometimes. I kept expecting yeah. someone to jump out at me from one of the toilets. I was, I was remember, well, that you, that happened in Bioshock, didn't it? Is it Bioshock? One of those games, there was someone in the toilet. Uh, uh, there's been a few horror games where people pop out of the loos. Oh, yeah. I mean, you always check every stall in a yeah. toilet. Yeah. And there's always someone. Uh, the other one I always remember is is in Mass Effect. Uh, it might be Mass Effect or Mass Effect 2. Uh, when you try and go in the ladies' toilet, the, the ship tells you you're not allowed. Oi, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, you get berated for trying to go in the in yeah. the ladies' toilet, and you couldn't do yes, it. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah, so that always made me grin and chuckle a little bit. Uh, and that's it. That's it. That's the list done. That's list. Yeah. Um. So I guess I guess on that note, uh, we should probably get the hell out of here because before yeah before two explodes, explodes. <laughs> <sighs> like so something sick of this. God, like something out there. of Deus Ex, and his computer blows up with him and everything. Um, so, Jude, do you want to do your shout-outs first, quickly, before you burn or something? Yes. Um, I forgot to say, I'll shout-out Service Lizard for uh, including Blade Runner. Yay. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a, somewhat of a fan of the movie, but I'm much more of a fan of Philip K. Dick because he's a great writer. So, cheers to him for that. Um, oh, yeah, I made a note here. The trailer for Train Frontier Express which is one of the indie games on the Uprising thing. They have all these clips of people crashing the trains. I'm like, what is that? I thought it was supposed to be like a train sim thing where you can make cool train routes. But no, apparently the thing to do in that game is to crash the trains off the edge of a cliff or something. <laughs> that sounds like more fun if you're asking me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm um, going to do Hell that. Patrol for the L.A. Noir sympathy, he said he used to work in a prison and uh, he also has trouble with determining whether people are lying or not or... You know, determining lie or doubt or whatever it is. Um, yeah, 
The home front play date no show RSVPs. I sent out. I've been sending out emails or messages to all friends on the friends list Xbox thing to let people know, hey, there's a play date today. Come on by. And a lot of people have been saying, I can't make it, but have fun. So cheers to Companion Cube and Step J and Chipper Cipher and Heathen and Shark Tremor and everyone else who sent me RSVPs. Uh, some people did that for Halo Reach as well. Uh, I assume y'all will be reading out the list of everybody yep, who yep. was there for the Halo Reach thing because I couldn't make it. Um, new people who have liked us on Facebook, Dean Hodges, James Myers, and Andrew McKinney. And yeah, the next play date will be Gears of War 2 as per request from someone in the community. They want us to do Gears of War 2 for a play date. So we're going to do it next week, which is Sunday, the 4th of September. 6 p.m. UK time, 1 p.m. Eastern time. How do you feel about that, Duke? Um, You know, I never played the the single player, so I figure it's a good chance for me to get that game again, and I'll probably be crap at the multiplayer and maybe get a little angry, but whatever. I'm willing to help the community do what it wants. Horde mode is pretty good, though. Have you played that? Well, that's the thing. That's what I hear. No, so I'll I'll try that. I think, like, if you you and I play co-op together, like, I think you'd enjoy it. And Horde mode is, is fun as well, so... Yeah. Look, I played the original Gears of War multiplayer with Duke, and he got really angry. I know. It's it's, it sucks, it's, and I hate it. It's just, I think, jumping into that kind of game multiplayer first is a bit hard. So, I think, give it a bash. Give the single player a bash. Yeah, give it a bash. Give it a bash. Give it a bash. Yes. You'll be fine. Bash. You'll be fine with it. You'll be fine with yes. it. Yes. Um, well, I'm, I'm just going to be really boring and just sort of shout out everybody who entered the competition. So thank you for all your entries. They were all great, and we we had a lot of fun judging them all. Um, so, yes, we'll be wendling all the prizes onto those people who won. So well yeah. done. Uh, and, and just a shout-out to everybody who listens and supports the site. And if you've not been on the forums, get yourself over there. You know, Get yourself over to the veterangamers.co.uk forums and say hello, join in. Uh, yeah, leave us some more iTunes reviews. We've not had any for a while now. We need some. Give us some iTunes love. Yeah, we love. do, yeah. Give us some iTunes if, love. If you haven't written on iTunes, it does help us. So you think, oh, I'll get around to it one day. Please do it because it, 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 people more, see, more people see us and then we get more people on the site. And, yeah, it's great. So leave us an iTunes review. It only takes a little bit if you see it. It does. Review. It does. And we haven't had any in America for a while, I've got to say. So, yeah, come on, get, America. You're get us some Duke American down. ones. Let come on. Down. Yeah, you're letting him down, man. He likes reading those out as well. And he puts a lot of effort into reading those reviews when they come in. Uh, yes. Also, yeah, send us egg timer topics if you've got some. And also emails. Get some emails over there. Yeah, oh, there we, you should go. A, we should think of a very quick question people can send to, on the emails for next week. What's well, up with all that stuff that was going on? Yeah, I, I, what about what about what has emotionally affected you in a game? Yeah, yeah. What 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 moment in a game uh, made you go whoa or cry or laugh or, or angry. whatever? Well, yeah. Juice got yeah. loads of those angry ones. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and it's podcast at veterangamers.co.uk that's where you yep. need to send them or the, the, on the Twitter Veteran Gamers UK or Facebook Veteran Gamers UK there you go there you go Done. right over to you Mike Chin okay um, I'm going to show everybody who turned up for the uh, Halo Reach Veteran Gamers play date it was a very good turnout um, so let's read out some of these names. Combat Chinos, Big Daddy Blast was there. Yeah, uh, I was there. I was CPM, Hanzai Bonzai, who's also Hans V, who won uh, the most weird uh, drawing sent in. Noit XXXL, who me and him was teaming up in the on the Warthog pretty well. Uh, the J, JC Moister, of course, was there, and he was helping out with the um, 
the different play day with the different game modes and and stuff like, and also Combat Chino was helping out as well. So thanks to them too for sorting that out for me because I didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, Tumble with a three on the end was was joining in and he was referencing like FIFA, I think. Uh, Ultraman Odin was there with his nephew and his nephew was pretty good. Uh, JSS Lifelet popped in, popped in at the very end just to see what he was doing. Uh, Oi Gaza was there, Flash Joker and the Johnster uh, T- T4M, I think that's like Tom or something, Tally, uh, it's all in Leet. I'm um, sorry if I fucked your name up. Um, and Alt Mix 666 was there and Gangu Crimes, who was in a party, he didn't really talk to us. But yeah, thanks to all those guys that turned up. We had an amazing time. Uh, we, we played. Um, Speed Halo, which is just a big ramp, and you keep going down, and you warthogs flipping everywhere. It's fun, Stu, wasn't it? It's great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and you, you just go in mad, and there's one zombie, and then like he's got to try and hit the cars coming down until he gets them all. And, and I actually, all... I actually won around, which is totally yeah, unusual yeah. For me. It's 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 totally good, but it's it's absolutely random as well, um, pretty much. And we also did a big team battle after that because we kind of got a little bit bored of that. And then uh, a few people left, and we did uh, Destruction Derby, which was a lot of fun. Never played that one before. So thanks to I think it was Chinos or JC Moss. Yeah. Who, it was of, a weird variation of King on the King of the Hill, wasn't it? It was, it was basically just like you start off in the warthog and you go into the pit, and then after about like thirty seconds, something would spawn like man cannons and stuff, and like cause you to die. And every, if you die, you're in a little prison cell on the edge, and you can throw grenades in. <laughs> it was, that was my favourite bit. It was really funny, like just to watch. <laughs> and there's um, what we've asked people to do who was at the play date, just to kind of send pictures in from the day. Um, and we've already got some emails, haven't we, Stu? We've already Two. got some emails. Oh, God. And I'm gonna if you if you were there on the play day and you take some pictures of the of the play day of, and try and put our names in it, try and work out who we were, so you can we can, I'll put them on the site as a post and just like some cool screenshots. I'll try and. <laughs> but it's a very good turnout. Thanks a lot. Can't wait to see you in whatever game we're doing next. Oh, Gears of War Two, brilliant, brilliant. Enjoyed it a lot. There you go. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Uh, before we go, uh, as was mentioned earlier, it is your birthday. Uh, this week coming, isn't it, Ginny? It is. Yeah, it's my birthday Saturday. I'm having a, a barbecue. So you, you two invited, but I don't know if you could come. <laughs> oh. Well, I could. Actually, I could because, you know, I'm, I'm in the Cotswolds. I can stop on the way back home. <laughs> You're more than welcome to come around. Come to you. That would be quite funny because we'll be passing near enough your house coming home. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely welcome to come round. Oh, that would be so funny. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Kay, just to let you know, we're just nipping round to Ginny's for a barbie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. Chilly. Seamless. There you go. There you yes. go. Uh, so yes, I mean, we did have something lined up, but I don't know how long it is, how long, and I don't know whether Duke's even in any position to play it. To be honest, yeah, two minutes, we can play it. Go, go, here we go. I turned thirty-seven this year. Thirty-seven years old, man. That's not no, Dude, That's not a f-ing birthday. Shame on you for applauding that. That's not a birthday. People are like, what did you do for thirty-seventh birthday? Nothing. That's not special. There's only about 20 birthdays you should be allowed to celebrate. And the others, you're wasting cake and paper. You're wasting cake. Did you not see the Al Gore movie? We need to conserve cake and paper. We are running out. Here are the 20 you can celebrate. These are the ones you get to have a party, okay? One through nine, you get a birthday. Because you're a little kid. A little kid gets a birthday. Ten, you get a birthday. Because now you're in the double digits. Something's different. All right? 11 and 12, no birthday. That's not special. I'm 12. Great. Go to school. Who gives a shit? I'm not wrapping some up for 12. 
<laughs> 13, you get a birthday because now you're a teenager. Something's different now. 14, 15, no birthday. 16, you get a birthday because now you can drive. The laws have changed. 17, no birthday. 18, awesome birthday because you can buy a gun and you can vote. In fact, you should celebrate that one by shooting a hole through a ballot. That's how you should just... Prop 31. <laughs> when you're 19, you get a birthday because it's your last year as a teenager. Oh, it's kind of wist. That's kind of wistful. Yes. 41-year-old guys don't want to fuck you anymore, ladies. It's all downhill. <laughs> Marry a guy with a yacht. When you're 20, you get a birthday. Anytime you enter a new set of 10s, 20, 30, 40, 50, you get a birthday. 21, you get an awesome birthday, and then that's it. A birthday every 10 years. I'm 26. Great. Go to work. Who gives a shit? Shut the fuck up. There you go. That was 26. That was perfect, George. I am 26. Thank you very much. There you go. You see? Oswald, funny guy. He goes on about what happens when you get up in years, but we don't have time, so we're not playing that. Yeah, we don't have time. But it was good. Maybe we'll play another time when you said we'll, we'll play the other half next year. Yeah, <laughs> good do. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so there. Happy birthday, man. Yeah, Thank yeah, you very yeah. much. And I'll I'll see you on Saturday at the Barbie then. <laughs> Why not? We got these. Um, my, my girlfriend's mom's bringing in these like really nice burgers that she gets from work and stuff. So oh, yeah. like she she she, she like, no, it's like her friend gets them from work like the wholesaler burgers, Stu. So they're like massive ones. Yeah. So, them in bulk. So they're good. They're proper burgers, not this cheese stuff that you get from. See now, now you really are tempting me. I'm not. Yeah, really, I'm not really gonna come round to your house. All, the, all that weight that you've lost, you're gonna. Put back <laughs> no, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, yeah. Anyway, I'll be anyway. seeing you. I'll be seeing you soon enough as it goes. Anyway, yep. as, yeah, yeah, for Eurogamma. So yeah, yeah it won't be long. Won't be long. Uh, but enjoy your birthday anyway. And uh, will do. Thank yeah. you very much. And I was gonna say get pissed, but you don't. So don't. I don't drink. No. You don't. No. So just take some hard drugs or something. Yeah, I'll That'll just, be I'll fine. just sniff, sniff a lot of glue. All this yeah. organic stuff's coming back. I think you should just snort cocaine and play GTA Four. There you oh, go. That's what I do anyway. That's yeah. like not birthday occasion. That's just kind of a Saturday. There you go. There you go. So yeah. So anyway, on that note, it is time to go. So happy birthday and all that sort of stuff, and see you soon. Bye. I hope your laptop doesn't blow up, Duke. Yeah. No, yes, oh, is is he still here, or is he sound I'm fire? Still here, yes. Ah, just about, just about. It's a pity you haven't got a crazy like explosion sound effect. That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Leveled up. Your <laughs> laptop is broken. <laughs> you are on. It's the Mac Mini here. You are on fire. <laughs> you, you sound unbelievably pissed off, dude. I am yeah. real. I just got done fixing this thing. Ugh! Obviously, didn't fix it very well. <laughs> well, the disk drive works well. It's just everything else, and it, it apparently it's working well. It's just scalding hot. I could fry an egg on it. That's the trouble with mini things. Did, you see? Have you googled it? Yeah, I've Googled it. They say, download this program for adjusting the exhaust fan speed. My exhaust fan speed right now is zero RPM, and I can't see any way to adjust that. Does that not mean your exhaust fan is fucked? Well, I guess it does. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Could be a problem there. I think. Thanks. I appreciate that insight because I wouldn't have guessed. (laughs) Anyway, we're still recording, so bye. (laughs) Goodbye. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.